Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So good old Mr. Elon Musk has been ragging on Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum quite a bit lately. And uh, he's uh, ramping things up, putting up a poll saying, should the World Economic Forum control the world? And so I, I, I dig it. I like Elon Musk uh, speaking out against these people. Apparently he claims that he was invited and that he didn't want to go. It sounded boring. They're claiming now that he was never invited. But anyway, you got all these elites lining up their private jets, flying into Davos, and then lecturing us on climate change, claiming that you, in fact, are the problem. So these are, these are nasty people, but we'll talk all about that. And then something else came up, because someone super chatted right before we started about Bank of America. I don't know exactly what's going on, but I saw some videos where people were saying that money disappeared from their accounts. And then Luke was mentioning that he was having weird issues with Bank of America as well. And so I'm like, is there a story here, or is this like, I don't know. Someone have to look into this one, because it sounds really crazy. I, I watched this video, this guy's in the branch saying like, where's our money? And everybody is like, yo, they're saying our money's gone. That's creepy. Especially considering you got the World Economic, World Economic Forum basically saying that there's going to be a major cyber attack or cyber event happening soon. That's the next big thing. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I'll take their word for it, you know, considering who they are <laughs> and what they do. I'll take their word for it. But uh, a couple, of, a bunch of other stories. Greta Thunberg got arrested the other day. I want to talk about that. And then we got uh, Matt Gates wants to abolish the ATF. That sounds fun. So uh, we'll get into that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Become a member to support our work. As a member, you get access to exclusive, uncensored, members-only shows Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. from this show. And uh, I'll tell you why You know, we really do appreciate your membership. My, my voice is all screwed up. I don't even know why, because uh, it's been like oh, it's been you know like six days now, and I'm not even sick or anything. It's just not getting better. So I took the uh, past couple of days' morning shows off, which means ad revenue is going to be in the gutter. But because you guys are members it's actually helping keep the company running because employees got to get paid and all that stuff. That's the bulk of our costs, like any business. So long as you're a member, I'm actually able to have a sick day. And uh, that's really important for me, but I really appreciate that you guys sign up at timcast.com, clicking that join us button. So we'll have a members only show coming up for you tonight. So uh, don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole bunch more is DC Drano. Thank you for having me. It's an honor and a privilege. Who are you? What do you do? So I am a former Hollywood entertainment attorney that talks shit on the internet now, mostly in the form of memes, but I also just got back my Twitter after two years of being suspended. Thank you, Elon Musk. And so now I'm doing it on Twitter as well. Interesting. And then uh, are you able to talk about what's going on with you on Twitter? Yeah, so I uh, when I got banned in 2021, early 2021, um, I got this really mysterious phone call from someone. They're like, hey, hit me up on Signal. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, you're on a list. And I'm like, yeah, I assume I'm on all the lists. And uh, they're like, no, no, no. Like, you're on like a government list, like code orange. You're, you're talking too much about election stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you know, eight, 81 million my, my ass. I'm going to keep talking about it. And uh, sure enough, a couple weeks later, I got I got banned for election misinformation in February 2021. 
And then Judicial Watch came out with the results of a FOIA request that showed that the state of California was emailing Twitter saying DC Drano is spreading election misinformation. I am a licensed attorney in the state of California and they shut down my free speech. I brought this stuff to Harmeet Dillon and Ron Coleman. They took on my case. Uh, they even put it in their like nonprofit Center for American Liberty. So they're actually uh, paying a bunch of the costs. And we have been suing for a couple years and we're in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and we're awaiting our decision. We had our hearing. And so all these Twitter files, that is actually something that we've known about for a couple years and we're actually in the pipeline. So I'm very optimistic. We should we'll, we'll, we should get into that if possible later on in the show. But yeah. uh, thanks for hanging out, man. We got Luke. Hey guys, lots of talk at Davos about banning red meat. That's because they want you eating Bill Gates moobs, creating GMO seed oil, fake meat. So that's why I decided to wear my brought to you by fake meat t-shirt that you could exclusively get on the bestpoliticalshirts.com soon to be unbanned on Instagram uh, with, with the moobs. So we're very excited about that. You could get the shirt on the bestpoliticalshirts.com because you do. That's why I'm here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm Ian Cross and also happy to be here. Just realized DC Drano is the actual Drano to unclog the drain in the swamp in DC. Thanks for clearing that up for me. Thank you. I've just been seeing DC Drano for whatever reason I hadn't clicked like that. Like, oh yeah, duh. I had my name on my Twitter when I got it back, and then I did a poll. I was like, do you guys want Rogan O'Handley or DC Drano? And it was like, overwhelmingly, we want DC Drano. I was like, okay, fine. Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> do you go? You want to go by Rogan? Do you go by Rogan on the show, basically? Yeah, whatever. whatever. Funny cool, story. <clears throat> Cassandra sends me an email, and she's like, hey, we're going to have Rogan on uh, you know, the 18th or whatever. And I was like, what? <laughs> She, she was like, "Yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna come by," and I was like, "Really?" I was like, he, he, he gonna, I, "I'm surprised he didn't hit me up." So and then you know we we're my, like, "Oh wait, that Rogan." Yeah, that Rogan. Uh, my full name is Rogan O'Hanley, and I was uh, searching like some hater comments on Twitter recently, and someone wrote that Rogan O'Hanley is a old Gaelic term for a sad hand job. <laughs> wow! I just thought that was very. Clever. Does Rogan mean sad? Is that? Well, it- first off, there is no such thing. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I did think it was clever, and I posted it on Instagram. Right on. Like it. We got search pressing yeah. buttons. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, at search.com. Um, hope you guys are well. This will be a good show. I'm excited to meet a fellow Hollywooder always who left and kind of got, like you said, radicalized out of what they want you to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Let's jump into this first story. We got this from TimCast.com. We got a couple things, actually. Quote, unelected world government. Musk further comments on World Economic Forum meeting in Davos would be great if someone could compile a game contest of who said the craziest stuff between 4chan and the World Economic Forum. <laughs> I love it. He recently put up this uh, this Twitter poll. So if you guys are on Twitter, you can go uh, click that no button. The World Economic Forum should control the world. Yes, no. 1.6 million people said uh, have voted and 13%. So we're, we're looking at like, 200,000 people said yes. You know what? I'm, I'm thinking a lot about World Economic Forum lately and Klaus Schwab obsessed with like stakeholder capitalism, shareholder capitalism, evolving the system, the, the economic. And I'm like, you know what he's missing out on is statehood. Like statehood is comes before econo- your economic system. Statehood is a concept that exists without economics. You don't need, and Klaus is obsessed. All he focuses on is economics and the economic structure of things. He's missing out on the political structure of things, which is, I think, paramount is that we have statehood. We have local central, local government where like you have decentralized structures of authority. 
That's key. You're missing, you're missing the point. That's not what they want. They want centralization. They want all the power in their hands. They don't want statehood. They don't want sovereignty. They don't want independence. They don't want you being proud of where you're from. They want to break you apart. They want to play a larger divide and conquer agenda as they take everything else for themselves. Because how else would they be able to get as rich as they are without them running larger Ponzi schemes on everyone else in, in, inside of the, not, not only the United States, but the entire world. And the conversations happening at Davos, I've been paying attention to them. They're creepy. They're they're out of the 1984 Orwellian hellscape. You can't even imagine the horrors that these people are describing, and they're cheering it on, talking about it like it's going to be incredible when you guys don't have any red meat, when you have mandatory requirement of 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 making sure that that you are reporting your carbon emissions, making sure that there's going to be regulations on speech, regulations on bitcoins. Uh, there's going to be global cyber attacks. There's going to be you know major attacks against free speech, and they're like, yeah, this. This is great. This is awesome. We need central bank digital currencies. We need uh, places where you can't leave, where you're going to be stuck in with 15-minute sustainable communities. This is absolutely crazy what they're doing, and they deserve to be countered because their policies are becoming law. Who are these what's, laws serving? What's they're serving... What's a 15-minute community? So they're testing this actually in the United Kingdom right now. It's where you're going to need permission to cross over from one one neighborhood to another, where everything is 15 minutes uh, inside of your community, so you don't need a car, so you get to walk, or you get to uh, ride around in your bike. To have a car and go from one community to another, you're only allowed a certain amount of times to do that. Then you need government permission in order to just travel in your car. And the main idea is to keep you in a prison, to keep you in a grid where you are stuck. And this is a pilot program that's going to be happening in a major UK town in just a few years from now that they're going to be instituting with surveillance cameras, artificial intelligence, facial recognition, plate reading cameras, making sure that you are essentially living in a prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but this only affects poor people, right? So, you know. The rich people don't got to worry about it. Is that is that is that? Well, well it depends how rich. <laughs> are you in the club? Or are you sacrificing? You know, yeah, you know Trump's are, not rich enough. You know so, what I mean? So exactly. Now they like borders. Yes, <laughs> a lot of borders, and they want more borders uh, in order to control people better. There's a reason Klaus Schwab says China is the model for the world. That's because they've been testing a lot of their latest technocratic uh, technology and, and enslavement of humanity in that country. Now they're going to be rolling it out everywhere else. What, what, what's what's this cyber 9-11 stuff they've been talking about? They've been talking about that for a long time. They had a war game a couple months ago where they actually worked with the Russian government simulating larger cyber attacks that were supposed to be happening on the world and how they would deal with that. This is very similar to Event 201, where a lot of the very, very same kind of uh, central players in uh, COVID were talking about a pandemic situation that they were training for and drilling for right before COVID happened. So a couple months ago, they're training uh, specifically a drill called Cyber Polygon, where they specifically were doing these larger tests of what's going to happen when everything in our online infrastructure gets shut down and is weaponized against the people. How are they going to be responding to it? This, as they're saying, and kind of foretelling that their next kind of bigger psyops, the next kind of bigger terrorist attack is going to be online, is going to be digital, and is going to be affecting everyone. And potentially could have already started a couple of days ago, especially what would happen with the FAA, with them essentially uh, shutting down and not allowing airplane traffic for two hours in the United States. First time ever since 9-11. There's a cyber attack that did that, right? Potentially. We don't know yet. We don't know the exact details here. But I get I get riled up against this uh, this so much because the writing's on the wall. They, they talk about this. They brag about this. They, they literally have all these articles and documents uh, where they're 
they're like, yes, this is how we're going to implement this vision of you being a slave and us having all the power over you. Sorry, yeah, you want to say something? I'm, no, I'm just kind it, of going it, on, on a tangent here. No, it's extremely important information. They do like to tout it. It sounds less like, a, hey, you guys should all watch out for this and more of a, hey, this is what we're planning to do next. And we're just kind of troubleshooting the social effects. And so it almost seems like, oh, Bank of America shut down. Oh, FAA. And they just, okay, when airlines go down, this is what they do. When the electricity goes out, this when there's no money, this. So they're catering to our responses, I believe. And I actually tweeted about this. I said, hey, WEF is talking about a cyber attack and uh, the governments are talking about it. But when we bring it up, they call us conspiracy theorists. And uh, Elon actually responded to the tweet and he just wrote under it, Starlink. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. Yeah, man, that's what you ultimately, I don't know if it's unhackable, but you need systems outside the system. Like Klaus, this top-down authority thing doesn't work with statehood. You can't make it happen when local authorities have control and communication and and, um, delivery of goods. Like if you have drone delivery services, like we can get Jeff Bezos, Amazon to create like a, a orbital drone delivery system along with elon's starlink i think we're really talking about some sort of freedom like well, well their enemy freedom. is statehood their their enemy is nationalism their enemy is pride in in one's country because once you get rid of that you could allow people to be internationalists because when you destroy a nation for the personal benefit of the few these people don't care about the united states they don't care about the constitution contrary to a lot of people's beliefs they hate the constitution they hate that people have the first amendment and the second amendment and they're doing everything in their power they're and manipulating people as much as they can they're doing so many underhanded things in order to make sure that the rule of law, the Constitution, the, the most important rights that are extremely rare in human history are obliterated and destroyed. That's exactly what they did in China. And what they did in China is what they're going to be doing to the rest of the world very soon, because a lot of their policies that they called for are literally being implemented slowly and surely. Look what happened to Sri Lanka. They complied. That was another major test of the compliance system. Sri Lanka had a 98% ESG social credit score. World Economic <laughs> Forum saying Sri Lanka is going to be the best country out there. What's happening to Sri Lanka right now? Energy shortages, the schools are shut down, businesses are shut down, energy rationing, government taxing every little aspect of your life. But they have diversity. Are you talking but about they have California? Or? Yes. <laughs> this, is the, this, is, this is their planned destruction of our life. And this is why California, this is why New Zealand, this is why Australia, this is why the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, and Sri Lanka are all adopting the same policies at the same time, top-down 
centralized control of the con- controlled demolition of the entire Western world. That's what we're seeing right now. It's serious, and the implications here are going to be very severe. It's been, I think we were talking a little bit before the show about the King of England and that his ties to the World oh, yeah. Economic Forum. I'm not a not too super. He's well. one of the early kind of co-founders of the World Economic Forum, and you'll, you'll see him. Uh, it, it's actually kind of interesting when they bring him on stage. I don't know if you guys can find the video, but they put like the floor to leave behind him, and it's like a crown over his head right when he's speaking. He is, I think that the WEF, I am very confident, is his way of expanding England's imperialist uh, intentions through the back door. They're like, oh, we don't need to put redcoats in every country. We just need to control the top players in government, media, uh, and business, and then we can have a lot of control. You know, King Charles... Uh, or Klaus Schwab, he talks about how we have people in the Canadian parliament and in the Canadian Mm -hmm. cabinet in New Zealand and Canada, New Zealand, and Australia are all constitutional monarchies ultimately subject to the authority of King Charles. And which three countries were the most oppressive during the COVID lockdowns with the mandatory vaccines, with, you know, vaccine passports? It was those three countries. And Israel, concentration camps. China, really, I think. But the thing about China is they're so locked down. We didn't know Western countries. Remember when those three kids escaped from that, uh, was it Howard Springs facility? And then all these like woke people were like, no, 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 it's not a concentration camp. It's just for people who are sick. And they're posting like bikini clad women, like, like, you know, looking all happy. Meanwhile, three native like uh, indigenous Australian kids like threw burlap sacks over the barbed wire and tried to climb out and escape because they were forcefully relocated. And it's they insane. had checkpoints because of that. They they yeah. literally locked down entire cities looking for these three kids, which were a danger to society. They were imprisoning people and putting them in quarantine camps because they had disagreements and arguments with police officers who were just sick of uh, someone and said, you know what? You tested positive, even though they did not. And those photos are actually from the Olympics. And a lot of the Australian Olympic team were using that facility previously before, and that's where they got all the pictures of all the hot babes. But uh, essentially, it was just uh, you know a, a camp that the government it d- detained you for as long as they wanted to without you having any kind of recourse. This is an important point to be made, though. Look at what happened with Claire Lehman from Quillette. She was this free speech advocate living in Australia. Then Australia goes full Death Star, and she immediately falls in line. And says, it's all okay. Everything they're doing is completely fine. You're all wrong. That's how quickly, you know, some of these people's uh, integrity holds up. If you ever wanted to know what it like, what it's like, what you're going to do when tyranny takes over, you just found out the last three years. Yep. How you responded. That was the greatest psychological operation ever conducted on humanity in the history of the world. And if you went through that and obviously you know if you didn't get the jab or if you resisted the mass or whatever you know pat yourself on the back because that's quite impressive i think america i think they're actually i think we actually achieved a huge victory and i do want to give a lot of credit to the canadian truckers they set the wheels in motion but i think they're like crap we still had despite all that despite trillions of of propaganda 30 percent 40 percent of americans did not fully comply and it's probably going to be worse the second time around yeah, yeah, yeah. it was uh, like the, an inoculation. For me, the, it was. The rat hope experiment. We've talked about it. You familiar with it? No. Dude takes three cylinders full of water and some rats, puts the rats in the cylinders. They swim for 15 minutes and then give up and die. Hmm. He then takes another group of rats, puts them in the cylinders. They swim for 15 minutes, give up. But then he grabs them and pulls them out, dries them off, lets them rest, puts them back in. 
The second time they swam for 60 hours. Oh. Because when they had hope, they, 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 they said, well, I'm not going to give up. The first group of rats were just like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm tired. This is it. I'm done. Second That's group of rats awesome. were like, I will be saved. The hand will come back. And they kept swimming. That's the first time I've been appreciating being called a rat. That's crazy. <laughs> now imagine so the experiments that the CIA are working on right now that we don't even know about. Probably with very similar situations, very similar circumstances. But instead of rats, they're probably doing it well, with human beings. That's what people think about the lockdowns. The lockdowns were the first 15 minutes. And then everybody started to lose their minds. Then they, okay, everybody, we're going back to normal. Everybody come back out, come back out. They're going to re-lock down, so the hypothesis goes. And this time, they're going to be like, don't, j- don't worry. Just like last time, we'll, we'll lift the lockdown soon. It's coming, it's coming. They won't. But people will go 300 times longer in lockdown. I got a little yeah. bit of a different take from that, is that the, the willingness to resist and then their in, inability to enforce it is the hope. Like That's us getting pulling ourselves out of the tank, realizing, like, oh, you don't have to submit to this. Yeah. Per- personally, I just see things a little bit differently. I don't think they're going to try to launch another kind of pandemic from here. I think it's going to be digital. I think there's going to be an attack on our infrastructure. Mm-hmm. It's going to lead to a lot of chaos. And then they're going to come in and <clears throat> saying, hey, it's dangerous to have an open and free internet. We need to take control of it. And that's the last thing. That's the last step that they need. Fully controlling the internet. Fully taking it over from people like Elon Musk and other individuals that are still allowing free speech everything and saying this is now in our control for your safety and your health and well-being. Just one more point uh, before we move on to this particular story Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. actually just did a very fascinating interview that I just uh, retweeted talking about how the central controllers, uh, people at the CIA during COVID weren't looking out for your best interest, weren't talking about and, and making studies and looking into how to help people, how to give them early treatments. He goes on and talks about how the CIA used the COVID-19 response to increase their top-down government authoritarianism and totalitarianism and had this as an opportunity to run many psychological operations to see what they could get away with. This is Robert Kennedy Jr. Fascinating video. Just tweeted about it on the We Are Change. I want to pull up this story because this is is freaky stuff, man. This is from Click2Houston, NewsGuard certified. They say, what's going on with Bank of America? Social media users call out financial giant over missing money. They say social media erupts from the everyday consumer to heavyweight political and business figures. The financial giant's timeline was flooded with complaints in the form of posts and mocking memes. One commenter appeared to ask the question that everyone seemingly wanted to know, what's going on with Bank of America? Apparently, they were trending after many customers discovered that money was missing from their accounts. The concerned consumers shared their experiences online. Down Detector, a consumer website, reported the issues happening with Bank of America around 10.30 a.m. You want to know what's really funny? I learned this lesson, very important lesson I think everybody needs to know. Do you know what your bank account is? Do you, do you want to know what it is? Do you know what it is? My no. guess is it's a computer program. It's a text file. Yeah. It's a, like it's, it's, a, it's a text file. .txt. The amount of money you have in your bank is quite literally just input text. There's no cash. There's no gold. Literally nothing. And I learned this the hard way because I bought a truck and uh, paid. I, we, we, we financed it. And then after a few months, I paid. I, I went to pay off like I paid off the whole thing. Three months later, I get a phone call, and they're like, "We're re- we're going to repossess your truck because you never paid the bill." I was like, "What are you talking about? I, I paid the lo- I paid the whole thing off." And they're like, "No, you didn't." Both banks, my bank, which I did the transfer from, and their bank, said we have no record of where this money is. My oh. bank said, when we do the transfer out, all we do is write minus the number and press enter and it subtracts from your account. 
and then they confirm our our subtraction and they do the addition. The problem was the other bank didn't do the plus. Huh. So the money vanished. Disappeared. That's where smart contracts dis- are needed. Completely disappeared. Like and they say and then I said, was unsafe. How, where did the money go? And they were like, we, we don't know. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. And then, I, and then you know, I, I basically had a guy say to me like, he didn't say it like this, but what do you think your money in the bank is? There's no cash in there. Huh. You do not have a, a box full of cash in a vault. They quite literally just type a number and press enter. Yeah, it's promissory notes. No, that- no, 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 it's not. It's not even a crypto. Like you think with Bitcoin, there's, 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 a, there's an encryption key behind that, that Bitcoin. It exists, you can hold it. There's something there at least, a string, a hash code. With your bank, literal nothing. The only thing that exists is the ledger itself. And when the, when, when the ledger so doesn't nuts. reflect the actual transaction, it doesn't matter because the other bank went, we don't know, we don't have the money. And my bank said, we don't have the money either. Your money is just gone. Wow. It's so hackable. Yep. That is so controllable to think that these private companies have secret text files that have your money on it that they can change at will behind the scenes or that someone else could hack it. Well, like at that point, I do believe crypto is more secure. Even though you could lose it and it could go to zero, they're I, not at least, at least diversify your assets. Not necessarily in just what you invest in, but having crypto, having cash in the bank, having cash at home. And like you mentioned a few days ago, having gold. I mean, it, it, when things go south, let me, you want to have me, tangible assets just I'll, in I'll, case. I'll tell you, you know, guys a story. When, I, when, I was, uh, when I was like 20, I think I was like 21, my buddy overdrafts. And he, he's like, why, why did I overdraft? This, this doesn't make sense. What happened was in Chicago, there was this big scandal where the CTA, the, the, the public transit, was double charging people. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're broke. He's got 30 bucks in the bank. He spends 20 bucks. Then his paycheck comes in on a Friday. He should have 180 bucks. Instead, he's like negative 200. And he's like, what happened? Well, apparently what happened was the CTA double charged him, putting him negative. Then he got hit with overdraft fee, overdraft fee. Bought, bought a pack of gum for $2 then and when his, $30 when, fee or right. stupid. So then he, he, he accumulates all these overdraft fees. His paycheck doesn't cover him. He's trying to buy things. He's getting more. And then all of a sudden he's negative. And I could be totally wrong about this because it's been 20 years. But I'm pretty sure we go into the bank. And this is a crazy story. And we're hanging out. And he sits down with this, this like manager guy in a suit. And he says... You know, he pulls up his, his bank account and he's pointing at things. He was like, look, look right there. Like, like CTA charged me three times. Like that caused me to go negative. Then my paycheck came in and the guy was just like, okay, okay. He turns the monitor around and then he starts typing stuff in. He spins it back around and it says like negative 400. And he puts the cursor on the negative and clicks backspace. And then says, how does that look? And then my friend's like, uh, okay. And then he was like, there you go. And hit enter, did something. And like, we were like, wait, what just happened? Does he now have 400 bucks? But get, get this, the bank closed down a few weeks later. Uh, so I have to wonder what may have happened was this guy knew he was getting laid off, the manager. And so he was like, screw oh, these people and just transferred money. Right, right, right. But, but I, I, I'm almost kind of like, was he screwing with us? Because there's no way he can do a hard input and just yeah. change someone's I think he can. Account. They have discretionary, imp- like a person on the phone can be like, yeah, I'll overwrite your $35 charge, but they only have a certain limit that they can overwrite. And then the manager's probably like $500 per customer per yeah. week or something you can. We used to be backed by gold. 
I mean, this is a relatively, the last hundred years, central banks, Federal Reserve, I mean, I'm sure everyone watching has knowledge on that. But I mean, there used to be when you said, hey, I'd like to take out money. It, they had gold to, to, to trade it in. One, one quick note on the rat thing. I actually misinterpreted it that, oh, they put them in the last longer. I think we, the people, would actually, like, if they're going to put us back in the tank, we just bite their hand a lot. Like, I don't think I'd go back swimming in that tank for 60 hours. No, I think, I, I, I think I would people would. I, I, I think, think a lot of people would. They want to get people to put themselves in the tank. I think a lot of people would also be like, eh, we're not, we don't. Think of how many people don't trust the CDC, the FDA, Big Pharma. I, I was like, never like that really before yeah, if you trust the government now you haven't been paying attention and you had your head in uh, in, in the sand for the last three years i, but, I didn't but, trust the government but like i thought at least the medical people were generally pretty but, squared away let, let's let's add the banking component into what's going on now with people sa- like there's a viral video of, of people in a bank and they're like where's our money right shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. they make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Think about what can happen if this cyber event is everyone's money disappearing. What happens? Everyone, every, no, everyone then calls the government and says, I want my FDIC insured, whatever. And now all of a sudden you are on your knees in front of some government BS being like, please, sir, may I have another? Please regulate this yep. industry more. Please. Now, exactly. now we need a central bank digital currency. Now we need a universal basic income. And that's one of the perfect ways to implement They're going to come out and they're going to be like, we don't know what happened. It was a cyber attack. The whole, the whole. It's uh, the Russians. The ledger's gone down. It was Russia who did it. What we're going to do is we're going to give everybody $5,000 in their accounts for the time being so you can have basic goods. All the poor people are going to be like, yay, and all the rich people and all the middle class people are going to be like, my life is being destroyed. Mm -hmm. We need to put in a new Patriot Act, but this one's going to have a dollar sign after it. Patriot (laughs) Act for money. What do you guys think about Patriot Act gold? I think that the central bank digital currency that they're talking about doing is probably going to happen at some point, and it'll probably usurp the dollar or become part of the dollar, and like a dollar bill will represent as a token. But what do you guys think about like a United States decentralized crypto, like Bitcoin, but like just backed by you, the United States government? Totally decentralized. Like, what does that mean? Though, like, backed co- by the threat of being drone bombed. Yeah, exactly. Because I was like, <laughs> what would I say to Congress? Like, how do we fix the economy? I'm just grasping at straws. But uh, obviously, our our money used to be gold, but now it's the threat of being blown up. Literally, and, and it's all you <laughs> notice. The money or else. everything is drifting electronic, right? So California is kind of like a, a predictor of things to come in terms of the leftist agenda. Here, they want your car to be electric. They want your stove to be electric. They want your money to be purely electric. Why? Yeah. Because you can control Correct. things that are electric. Yeah, you have the grid. And I wouldn't say drifting. I would say it's like you know hell careening. Every, yeah, careening is a better word. <laughs> better so ma- word. maybe instead of it being backed by force, it would just be like Amer- you can buy American goods with this cryptocurrency in addition to the mm-hmm. U.S. dollar and the then USDT. Um, yeah, something like that. But that's, like that's backed, I think, by the dollar. They have to have dollar reserves. So that's tethered, like literally. I think that's a stable. Yeah, that's coin. tethered. Yeah, that's the stays the exact value as the dollar. So it could be. Like, but I think it would take off and become more valuable than the dollar just because it's digital. Mm-hmm. Then you always the power could always go out, and then you're back to basics. Where that's why cash you can never. I don't think you'd ever should get rid of cash. 
no. ever. But they're, well, I don't imagine they'll put like try and put uh, those. Uh, what do they call those little barcodes on each dollar bill? QRs, like, QRs, or, or I'm talking about the little metal strips that they put in your credit card. They're oh, like yeah, they're printed from like foil, but they can yeah. magnetically me- measure where you're at and all that track you. Well, there's also a war on cash, and many places already have stopped accepting Literally. it in many, yeah. oh, yeah, uh, everywhere. many businesses as I, well, I, and they I, don't I, have I, the exact change for it. And you know, I have a better idea. Well, I, I think I, I don't know. I have to look into that. But there's a better idea. There's microchips that you could shove up. You know what? And then you have <laughs> to be, you know, tracked uh, and it's inside of you, and and they'll know that it's going to be your transaction, and you have to be probed every time you want to use, uh, you know, uh, the money, and they know they know exactly it's coming from you to uh, whatever else you're buying, and then they have a perfect record, and then they'll know exactly how many taxes you have to pay. They'll know exactly what you're buying. They'll share it with all the big uh, corporations that will know your your consumer activities, that, which will help them sell you better products but what, made in what, China. what's the libertarian solution because the u.s dollar is a real status thing like you can go to wyoming and buy groceries at, at a grocery store there with the u.s dollar because the american military well, is like you better or we're gonna end we, we are in control and everyone is using the u.s dollar here there's there's a reason libertarians and 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 the ron paulers have been screaming about the dangers of the u.s federal reserve for so many years if you look at ron paul even before the major financial problem one of the things that he was making arguments against is the federal reserve printing money out of thin air this was before 2008 that it has been a staple position of many libertarians of many anti-statists saying hey this creature from jekyll island is a big problem because they could literally create inflation they could create deflation but they know what's going to happen so they could game the market so they are always the winners and you will always be the loser and this is what they've been doing for decades on decades on decades and this is why the libertarians have been talking about this because you you get rid of that central bank just like thomas jefferson did uh that he gets put on the 20 dollar bill uh but but you get rid of that you allow people to have more freedom and you're not controlled by the whims of banksters well let's talk about this controlled opposition i got this tweet here from chairwell that says Peter Thiel bashes Greta and the Autistic Children's Crusade in his address at the Oxford Union, blaming environmentalism for some of the greatest crises of our time, Andy Way reports. That's a bold statement from, uh, from Peter Thiel about Greta. It's interesting, though, because, you know, what's, what's Peter Thiel's deal? I mean, isn't he like a Davos group or no? He's not, he's not I think that he stuff? probably was former davos i mean i think he's kind of old school silicon valley right when silicon valley started these guys were like tech libertarians like we're giving a voice to the people and then money and banks and all that got involved um you know i was gonna say to your point there's three things you can't audit the federal reserve our elections and the dod budgets so Um, so we got greta thunberg which is I, i guess what blanket controlled opposition fairly obvious to anybody she doesn't protest in china she protests the West, which is doing everything in its power to get rid of carbon emissions. Peter Thiel comes out and, and bashes Greta, calling it Greta and the Autistic Children's Crusade. But this guy, I thought, I thought Peter, you know, I know Peter Thiel's had some good opinions, but I thought he, he was like Bilderberg. He, well, I mean, he just sponsored J.D. Vance and Blake Masters for Senate, yeah. which I think is a testament to him. I was at a Blake Masters fundraiser in Miami at Peter Thiel's house, and he gave a quick speech. And I was admittedly like, I was like, wait, Peter Thiel is like a Silicon Valley guy, Facebook, like, come on, I'm not. And PayPal. his, his PayPal. speech, which, you know, early PayPal was great. Current PayPal sucks. Early PayPal was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and his speech blew me away. Three minutes, and I was like, ooh. He's a good guy now. And I think we've seen that with Elon Musk, with, you know, Joe Rogan, like these guys, they're kind of getting more and more emboldened with Tim Pool. Um, I, I think uh, he said we have about three years left. 
to save America from a communist <laughs> takeover. Peter said and that. He was Peter Thiel said that. I mean, he has a very last year. He has we have a, two. He has a very interesting career, especially what what happened with BuzzFeed, especially him being ousted by them and then kind of getting retribution through Hogan. Him coming out and supporting Donald Trump, especially during the RNC, was pretty ballsy too. But he has a very interesting kind of career. He's also with Palantir with Alex Carp, who was at Davos uh, today, specifically talking about how he is a progressive, helping the intelligence agencies uh, and 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 working on AI technology that will help track down Russians at, in in the battlefield, but also giving this technology to the U.S. Uh, intelligence agencies and how a lot of progressives should be happy that he's doing so because he's stopping a lot of right-wing terrorist attacks. But that's, you know, Alex Karp, another Bilderberg member who's working with Peter Thiel uh, on Palatier. I talked to Peter Thiel twice at Bilderberg already, uh, and he is a Bilderberg steering committee member. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of mystery there. There's still a lot of questions. I would love to have a bigger discussion with him. He's kind of a little mysterious figure, but, but I think definitely there deserves to be a bigger conversation to be had with him uh, because he, I, he's he's interesting. I, I agree too. And you know, look, we're doing the the whole coffee shop thing, the cafe, skate shop, physical location stuff, and it's and it's particularly inexpensive relative to uh, um, other businesses. Like setting up a coffee shop is not as expensive as setting up like a media company. I bring this up because I wonder with Peter Thiel being worth what is he like two billion dollars. I'm genuinely curious. I'm not saying he's doing nothing, but I'm wondering if he really feels this way about how we got three years to save this country, what is he doing? And again, not saying he's doing nothing. I'm I'm genuinely curious, like what are his approaches and and, and strategies with all of his his resources to try and save this country, if he even is? I've only seen what has been public. I mean, you know, kind of Bilderberg, he he was on the Facebook board, right? And you would think, oh, that's bad because Facebook is very censoring and they kicked the president of the United States off. But it's also kind of good because we want some representation on that board, too. So, you know, there is a kind of a flip side to it. But all, all I can attest to, I'm not a Peter Thiel expert, but he did back those two Senate candidates. He put I think he was like the second or third biggest GOP donor. He recognizes that the time at this in this country where we're at. And um, I, I imagine he'll be a big supporter in 2024 but I, I don't know fully what his plan is the palantir thing's interesting it's basically spy tech I, and I, it's like new 21st century spy tech from what i know i know very little about it uh except that it is spy tech i you just know. want to make a correction really quick it wasn't buzzfeed it was gawker where he went. i apologize no uh with, with peter thiel and the hogan gawker. uh the hogan lawsuit oh yeah happened. oh hogan. right right, yeah, yeah. right so right. i apologize i Hulk misspoke hogan. i made a mistake what was that lawsuit to clarify really quick gawker published a uh, sex tape of hulk hogan the hawkster yeah, and it was so brutal. They should not have done that. And uh, But they were like, oh, it's what we do. And Peter Thiel then funded the lawsuit, and it's because Gawker outed him as gay. Okay. But the thing, the thing is, it's crazy is like, he does work around the world. He could be killed in some of these places. Yeah, Peter, so, like yeah. the Middle yeah. East, especially, you yeah. know, which is which is a huge danger to him. And it wasn't it wasn't a newsworthy story. It was a gossip story that they tried to, of course, hurt him over, which was, again, ridiculous. But sorry. So uh, Palantir, Palantir, also big thing that people need to discuss because they have a big presence in the intelligence community and the intelligence community, the FBI, the CIA depends on them a lot. Yeah, I invest. I was advised, hey, Palantir, invest. So I did. I like made like 10 times my money on the yeah. freaking thing in the beginning. Ian, Ian comes up to me one day. I'm in, this, this was like a year and a half ago. Before COVID. It was like right around when COVID was beginning. No. Early no. 2020. Well, you, you came, we were here. I'm in, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in my in first front office. office. And then you walk up and you're like, dude, my friends are saying, 
you got to buy a bunch of Palantir stock. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere near that. Yeah, yeah, you were like, no. And I was like, when it comes to investment, it's not about what you believe in. It's about what you know is going to make you money, unfortunately, sickeningly. I do that every once in a while. You can get really rich really quick. I sold it all. But anyway, I think what's happening is I brought this up last night in the after show that maybe the CIA, the FBI, the NSA are the good guys. And that we are... Inadvertently, I've been cannibalizing ourselves. Is there a mute button for it? Because <laughs> and it's only good relative to what else there is, the other options, which are the CCP, the World Economic so it's Forum. So a whole bunch of evil. So it's like the liberal economic order versus BRICS. And I, then, I, or, I and the think world. they are already bought out by the CCP. I think the yeah. CCP is so embedded. I mean, we already, oh, social credit scores. We already have that. Go ask someone like Laura Loomer or Alex Jones. Yeah. But know, like, the CCP do. is the testing grounds for the elites to push a lot and, of their unpopular policies to see the compliance levels that they want to bring to the West, uh, to, to the Western this, world. And this is like, you know, Ian, I think you have the Twilight Saga view of werewolf and vampires, whereas like the, the, the classical view is, if a werewolf and a vampire are fighting each other over you, it's because they want to eat you, not because they want to date you. Yeah. And so, like, the way you're describing it, like, maybe they're the good guys insofar as there's worse bad guys. I'm like, yeah, that's like you're imagining sparkly vampires who are just like, I'm I, so in love with you. I promise they're not. The guys, the lower level people are generally good people working hard and want to bust bad guys. The guys at the top are evil as corrupt as they can. Yeah, yeah I guess Alex it's not Karp's, a monolith. Uh, Alex Karp's, uh, the CEO of Palantir, had a lot of interesting comments today at Davos. He was talking about how InQtel was one of the first kind of startups for a lot of these larger, bigger tech companies. He was talking about how the CIA, the FBI, the DOD were all involved, and now how a lot of these bigger tech companies are more aligned to the West uh, because of that. He was going off and talking about how they are creating algorithms at Palantir that are specifically used to, quote, target Russians on the battlefield. And later, he went on and said, the U.S. government has our software and uses it very aggressively. Mm. That's Alex Karp today, um, CEO of Palantir at Davos Today. Very eye-opening comments, to say the least. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. I don't think anybody at the NSA is a good person. Mm. Not a sing, Not a single one. I just not don't know them all, and I know no, no, companies no, no, aren't no. monoliths. The NSA is is a Fourth Amendment violating organization. I agree with period. that. There's no question. I don't think that anybody at the NSA is like sitting there saying, "I know we're in violation of the the, the rule, the, the law of the land of this country, in violation of our oaths to uphold the Constitution." But oh well. Like there, there's there's no circumstance, or they don't know because sometimes they're no. doing it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean they don't know? So, like, I mean, I, if you don't, if you weren't educated about the Constitution, you wouldn't know. That's called what, the banality of evil. Yeah. So these people, and then when you when they when they so learn, the they're like, guys. oh, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. Like people will wake up. You ever see that fam, Family Guy joke where it was a uh, there's, there's a murder in prison, and then he, he has, he's holding a knife and he like pokes himself and goes, whoa, is that what I'm doing to people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I deserve to be in here. Like, like as if they don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe but it's maybe just so. like, dude, oh, look. Your oh. chicken poster just fell. Oh, no. Yeah. If I, <laughs> it's an omen. <laughs> the NSA is listening. It's, it's, they literally it's are not listening. a poster. It's a painting. Okay. It's a very nice painting. Uh, I'll fix it in a second. It's a but, fed guy look, behind, behind the wall with a glass, with a hearing glass. Yeah, Listen, <laughs> there were, there were uh, you know, you know what? I'm not going to use Nazi Germany as an example. Let's use, let's use Soviet Russia. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of people working for the gulag who were just like, look, I don't know what this guy did. They told me he's a bad guy. And his crime was that he, he said, we deserve better. There's a guy sitting in his apartment and he's like looking at how awful everything is in the Soviet Union. And he goes outside and he goes, I think we deserve better. And then, you know, the gulag guy says, go arrest him. Sounds and then some familiar. low level dude, some low level dude goes, he's a criminal. You know, I don't know. Is that, is that, is that a good guy? No, he's taking someone and putting him in, in what we call the gulag. Yeah. 
Did you yeah. see or, or the cultural the... Or, or the cultural revolution in, in China where literally there was walks of shame against capitalists, against right. individuals who had private property because those were the ones that were responsible for everyone's pain and suffering. And they literally humiliated them, yeah, tortured sure. them yeah. in public squares with people cheering it on. Dude, that's like, what they're doing. Those are they... order followers. Those are back the blue people that should be questioned. That's what the exact same thing they're doing to the J6 prisoners. Yep. It's exactly. the same thing. You got to go and bend the knee and say that you don't like Trump. You don't like, uh, you know, you don't believe in what he was saying and, mm-hmm. you know, humiliation. But, I mean, we just had MLK Day, right? Yeah. Uh, under Trump, they released the letter from the FBI telling MLK to commit suicide. I mean, with yeah. didn't, didn't, I mean, the, the, this is what. People have been saying that the FBI is the one who killed them. I mean, yeah. No, there's we a don't court. Have, like, there's a civil court. There was a civil case in 1999 where a jury found the U.S. government complicit in the assassination of MLK, and the MLK <laughs> family won that particular lawsuit. Yes, like and, I'm going to take their word for it. And so, and so, you know, we have all this history. Think of uh, JFK and RFK. They spied on. MLK under the FBI. The DOJ attorney general was RFK. He signed off on it. They have a picture of a signature. The president was JFK. These are the greatest civil rights leaders of our time. And they were the ones that spied on and told him to kill himself. And then you know what they did? Herbert Hoover was the director of the FBI. They named the FBI building after him. Mm-hmm. That's and the guy that they, told they, they, MLK they, they, to I just want to add to this. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was going to say they put Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Exactly. He just hated the, the central banks. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the FBI went Jesus, further man. than that. They make people but, worship the cross when that's the thing they killed him with. But but, but the, the, the Hoover thing is important here because a lot of people are saying it was actually Hoover who was responsible for this, who had a lot of skeletons in his closet and was allegedly also a cross-dresser. But the FBI did so many sinister things, especially under COINTELPROBE. A lot of people don't even uh, know this, but they had full-on disinformation um, organizations and psyops running so people wouldn't organize together. And what they did to the MLK, was it just spy? on him wasn't just writing letters saying hey kill yourself they 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 were watching his every move they knew that he cheated on his wife took that information and when mlk was in jail they went to his wife and said here's the evidence here's the tapes of mlk talking to his mistress Mm -hmm. divorce him Mm -hmm. that is just absolute evil their number one tactic in a movement is to go in and divide it let me let me i want to pull up this uh, story from fox news a lot of people were talking about this the video of Greta Thunberg getting arrested, sending Twitter into a frenzy. Time for many of us to stand up. And you got this clip where she's being carried away with a smile on her face. And then I don't know if we, we yeah, we do have it here. People are saying it's staged because you can see her laughing and smiling with, with some guy as the cops are just standing there with her. And then they eventually just walk away and she's not being carried. I don't think it's staged. I don't. I, the cops were probably told, okay, get the protesters out of here. I think it was staged insofar as almost all nonviolent civil disobedience is staged, as in protesters will call the police and say, hey, we're going to go here, we're going to protest, just so you know. Then the cops say, okay, we're going to come arrest you, and say, okay, and then you get press. But here's the real story. The real story is that Greta Thunberg's friends attacked a bunch of journalists. Look at this, from Andy No, At the Autonomous Zone in Lutzereth, Germany, militant leftists and Antifa and climate extremists surrounded and attacked journalists. These are Greta Thunberg's friends, huh? This is something I think people need to bring up because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing these games. We've talked about the banality of evil. If Greta Thunberg is going to be associating with these people, if she's going to be organizing protests and inviting these people, and if she will not call this out, 
then she is complicit and she supports it. Period. I, I remember playing eco-terrorism in Civilization II. It was my first exposure as a young man to eco-terrorism. And I was like, oh, these people are protected. Civ two, you could create eco terrorist care, or it might have been the expansion no, to Civ two. It had to be an expansion, yeah. And you could create a character that was an eco terrorist that could go. And I was like, oh, they're defending the planet, but they're called terrorists. These are good units. I want eco terrorists on my in my army because they're valuable. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is all. Why do they call them terrorists if they're protecting the Earth? But I think Greta is willing to use violence or. Uh, associate with people using violence because she thinks it's that Look drastic. Look at the flag. You see that flag? Right? That's, That's the flag yeah. of violent leftist leftist violence. Yeah. And I mean, hey, there are times Across and places that people have been destroying things to the point where you have to use violence to stop them from destroying it. But I don't think the uh, the global ecosystem is in that state right now. I'm not. I'm not going to put. A, I'm not going to make a moral judgment on um, on the protests. I am going to make a fact statement. Greta Thunberg's group violently attacked journalists. Is it a, is it confirmed that they're all in the same group? Were they just all there kind of dis, disparately? Disparately? What does um, that even mean? Like they were all there of their own volition, didn't know each other, but some people were violent, some other people there. Are being There's one group in. protesting climate stuff. Well, let's let's watch you the know, video. You, I didn't you know, see the attack. You, what what game I'm not going to play is that these these leftists have long done this, where they quote unquote <clears throat> respect a diversity of tactics. And then they'll, they, they will all feign uh, ignorance and reject responsibility for what they organize, which is violent attacks on journalists. It happens all the time. And then you'll get an organization and it'll be called like, you know, save the planet. And then when Antifa shows up and gets violent, they go, oh, well, not with us. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'd have kicked them out. Otherwise, when that, when that one crazy dude showed up in Portland and started doing the Nazi salute or whatever, they threw him out. And then all the woke media ran pictures claiming he was at their event. It's like, yeah, getting kicked out. Mm -hmm. They said, get the F out. They won't kick these people out. They want them there I, to respect their diversity of concern, tactics. It concerns me, man. Greenpeace, they would go, you know, sink sink boats and blow up oil tankers. I don't, and no, no, I don't think Greenpeace ever did that. Well, they really sure destroy Greenpeace, bridges? They're or? pacifists. I'm pretty sure. Are you sure? sure? I'm pretty okay. sure. I, I've seen the what happened, terrorists What happened that with Green, Greenpeace? Sea Shepherds are the ones that actually yeah. go and fight. Sea, sea Shepherds sea is the one you're thinking of. Greenpeace, yeah. they had a, uh, the, the French government bombed one of their boats or something like they that. They blew it up and sank. Now, I'm not saying Greenpeace are good dudes. You know, they do. Not, they, they, they will get like water guns and they'll climb onto boats and they'll wave flags and do banner drops. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure Greenpeace isn't going around bombing anybody or anything like no. that. Sea no. Shepherds attacked at sea. Vessels attacked. So these guys are known as... Yeah, there's like a, those are pirates. Yeah, but pirates for Earth, for planet Earth. Well, there's like a did whole you say South butt Park pirates. <laughs> I did say butt pirates, but pirates for planet Earth. Yeah. Well, okay. So I still didn't see the the, the attack because I see a lot of social media posts that come up being like, "Man, attacks, dude, and thing." And I'm like, "What did he do? He got up in his face and yelled at him. That's not an attack." Well, if you saw, they like threw down the smartphone that they were yeah. using to record. They kicked, they kicked him in this video. Yeah. They're kind of mild harassments up. You know, that's one thing I give Antifa a little credit for is that they don't go too overboard they just kind of pepper spray and beat you up a little bit they don't actually shoot you or stab you hey and i'll just see this is, you see the attack it's yeah. a person that no orange dude with the yeah the dude in the orange is there's there yeah see that camera the going on the th ground? throwing the gear kicking the see that kicking yep. the camera it's see it's out of con what happened before to the guy oh come orange? on dude well, i'm asking yeah 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 i'd love to see look, it i you know you know what the one thing i can say is if I was going to have any sympathy for Antifa, it's because we all are sick and tired of journalists. Because like they're just liar, like they 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 lie for corporations, they lie for advertisers. Yeah. And if it's not them, it's their bosses who do it. 
So it's just like, I get why Antifa's mad. They hate journalists because journalists lie all the time. Yeah. But I'm opposed to violence. So like, if Greta Thunberg wants to go to some protest and associate with this, then I'm going to call it like I see it. That's that's her group. I'm not saying she she organized that group. I'm not saying I'm saying she's with them. So you think she that's has her. a responsibility to to speak out against this right yep. now? Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. Like when that dude showed up to in in Portland, I forgot the guy's name, and he started yelling the N-word. They said, get the out of here. Like, dude, it's it's tough for especially on the right, because the media will lie anyway. Mm-hmm. And and then they will protect the left. Right now, I assure you, Media Matters is like writing something up where they're like Tim Pool lies and claims Greta Thunberg is violent or something, and 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 that's the challenge. But I'm 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 not going to play any games. If you are like, hey, everybody, meet me here, and then a bunch of violent lunatics attack journalists, and then you're like, don't look at me. Yeah. I mean, I mean Ian, put put yourself in the reporter's shoes, right? You're there to try to report. Say you're coming from a good place. You're just trying to cover what's going on here because the corporate media is very sympathetic to what's happening here. Al Gore is promoting Greta Thunberg today, right? So you're there covering what's going on, and you got some people coming up. You don't know who they are. You don't know if they have weapons. Start kicking you, slapping your camera, throwing you down, <coughs> saying, get out of here, assaulting you, slapping you, punching you. And, and whenever you put your hands on somebody, again, you, you shouldn't do that. I covered a lot of different protests, faced a lot of different in, insane situations. I got assaulted i got jumped a couple times i got beat up a couple times but uh, the best thing that i saw was in hong kong where of course people there were protesting against the chinese government the chinese government was using fake press as a way to get photos and videos of protesters and then arrest them and ship them away forever what did the hong kong protesters do they didn't assault journalists they didn't beat them up but they figured out ways to kind of do their thing to of course have their face covered but also use umbrellas in a way that prevented any kind of conflict or escalations when they were changing into black block since they were using black block tactics they used it in a way to not force or hurt anyone but but obfuscate their identity because there was a real threat for the chinese government coming in and disappearing people and uh, they did it in, in a way that we didn't need any of this nonsense any of this kind of threat or assault of of journalists it's which not, we should always try to avoid and speak out against let's not lose sight of the irony of a flag uh, standing for anti-fascism beating up journalists yeah. for covering their... Well, I love that there's a meme where it's like a leftist yelling just because the Nazis called themselves socialists doesn't mean they're socialists and then holding the Antifa flag and be like, of course we're anti-fascists. It's in our name. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Exactly. Oh, good. I don't take your word for it. When you said the Hong Kong... Um, Rebellion? What would you even call that? An uprising? A resistance? Well, the Chinese state was coming in and not keeping their promise that they had with the UK government that they were going to transition Hong Kong to China in a very slow way. The Chinese government did it in a very fast way and was, of course, also destroying a lot of key institutions in Hong Kong and Mm -hmm. a lot of the larger uh, apparatuses and institutions that provided a lot of people liberty. They were getting rid of that. People protested, and then there was a violent crackdown on the protests. And um, it was just insane covering that situation because it it was truly so much different than covering a lot of the Western protests that I've seen in Greece or in Paris or even inside of the United States where a lot of the the things were totally opposite. I heard that they were putting crazy chemicals in like fire hoses with like blue ink and pepper, and they would spray it and stick in your skin yeah, it, so yeah, can, sticks on your stick for uh, skin for a while and it makes I, you blue so they know who i got hit with yes, it a little exactly. bit and i and i felt that stink for a very long time some people were covered in it i, I just Ooh. got hit with it a little bit just covering the protest there i was there for some of the most violent most insane Yo. interactions where there was uh, you know it's just these, people getting seriously hurt and dying in on the streets these american and european antifa are spoiled little brats yeah go to go to go to turkey go to brazil 
it was an experience when I was in Brazil because I've been, you know, Luke and I have both been pepper sprayed and tear gassed ad nauseum, literally, you know, throughout the United States. And it's like, you get gassed, it sucks, you cough, whatever. You get pepper spray when you're taking a shower later, it burns. When I was in Brazil, I was like, oh, they're tear gassing everybody. And then as soon as the gas hit me, like my nose and eyes just like mucus tears. It was like 10 times more powerful. Yeah. And it was just like, your nose was just spraying mucus. I took my I took my sock off and jammed it in my mouth to be able to keep breathing. And I was like, "Damn, it was bad." Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the United States, they use like the lowest tier irritant, mm-hmm. and well, it's just like you know, other the, countries don't give a damn. The reason I brought up heavy stuff you said in that, Israel, uh, especially um, in in Gaza, they they use like some very like serious CS stuff. Uh, not just CS gas, but uh, also. Uh, there's like a skunk um, gun as well. They mm. use some next level stuff there, which is just crazy. It concerns me that it's being tested on the on the the rioters or what'd you call them, protesters. But okay, so you said they got black block. They were dressing in black block in yeah. Hong Kong. Do you think that was just? Were they violent? Black block violence? Uh, depends on the on on, I, on the circumstances situation. There was a couple instances where uh, they stormed a government building. Uh, they stormed Parliament. There was also couple instances where people were getting assaulted and beat up uh but not as much as of course a lot of the western protests so there was that as well do you think they were justified i don't think so i think anytime you try to use force and violence against someone else to enforce your ideas you're losing and you're in the wrong american revolution well that's a totally different thing that wasn't a protest right yeah yeah Yeah, it started off as a protest in boston harbor but but you have the right to defend hold on hold on The, the the american revolutionary period was 20 years it wasn't just a, a protest in Boston Harbor. There was a whole bunch of stuff yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, there was the Boston Massacre. Yeah. People were being killed. Soldiers were barging into people's homes and taking people's food and sleeping there. And then the, the, the founding fathers wrote sternly worded letters for years to the king being like, yo, please stop. Please yeah, you stop, could argue that the stop. British were the aggressors in that. In and that the war. British were, were stopping U.S. vessels on, on the sea, on, on, uh, uh, on the high seas kidnapping people and forcing them into servitude of the crown. So they were forced to fight, you could argue, but were they justified in their fight? And yeah. so sometimes, then, sometimes, even yeah. after that, the, the U.S. is like, okay, we're writing this letter to the king. I'm done with this. And it's like, bro, they've been kidnapping people from boats, and you're writing a letter. So like, it was pretty measured. Yeah. But we got, we got uh, breaking news that I don't even know how to address. The Daily Wire has uploaded a video, our offer, offer to Stephen Crowder, I guess right. officially... I love Jeremy Boring Crowder. Confirming... That uh, officially confirming that Daily Wire is who Steven Crowder was talking about. Wow. They put this up a couple minutes ago. It's 52 minutes long. We literally could Whoa. not just play the video and watch it during the live show. <laughs> no way. But, uh, but, I mean, that's it is what it is. I mean, that's it. What did the comments say? Because that's uh, usually the, how I get uh, you know my well, news first by, we'll, by looking we'll, at we'll, the we'll, we'll play some of it. I don't know if I can just show YouTube comments. Well, we can play it for two minutes, maybe. Let's play it for a couple minutes. Let's launch a new initiative called I'll Start Over. All right. Our friend Stephen Crowder has launched a new initiative called Stop Big Con. And in the video announcing the launch of the project, he talked about leaving the blaze and all the different offers that he fielded from other conservative organizations and what he thought were the real problems with those offers. And that's led a lot of people to speculate about whether or not the Daily Wire is one of the people who made him an offer. In particular, are we the ones who made the offer uh, that he put up on the screen and talked about um, at length? And the answer is yes, that offer did come from the Daily Wire. Uh, I'm not trying to hide that fact. I'm not ashamed of that fact. In fact, I think it's a very good offer. Um, But I think there's a lot of sort of misconceptions about the nature of the offer, the nature of the points. I think Stephen misunderstood a lot of the points. And so 
the way we do here at The Daily Wire. We're just going to be incredibly transparent. You know that we like to have our members be a part of the journey. We live stream all of our company town halls, for example. We just find that you know, sunlight sometimes is, is the best disinfectant. And so with that in mind, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, how we came to be in conversations with Stephen, um, how those conversations ended, and, and walk you just line by line through what the actual document that we sent over. Well, so I'll, I'll skip that a little bit. We'll only watch a little bit, but I'll jump right to where we can see he's begun addressing the contract, and we'll look at a few of his points. You know, in order to properly address this, this breaking story, we'd have to have watched the hour-long video in advance, mm-hmm. like with Crowder's video. We don't have the luxury because we're live now and it's happening, but let's play a little bit and see what he says. Would. And so we anticipated that, and we said, Crowder will bear the burden of production, including all costs associated therewith, on all the content contemplated herein, except on the quarterly and annual content contemplated below. We'll, we'll get to that part uh, a little bit later. It's kind of a novel concept. Uh, the quality of the production will be as good as or better than is currently existing content. This whoa, just, whoa, again, whoa, whoa, Stevens whoa, whoa, very whoa, subjective. whoa, 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 whoa. $50 million for the initial term plus $25 million for the renewal term if extended. So that's $50 million over four years. So they were offering him $12.5 million per year. I don't think it's enough, guys, because with inflation, <laughs> the amount of monetization Stephen has potential, you'd have to offer like three, two to three times that. I mean, maybe it's not 12, three times that, maybe two times here, that. My, here, here's my you know, third-party statement to both Stephen Crowder and the Daily Wire. Daily Wire, you didn't offer enough money. Maybe yeah. you couldn't afford to. Stephen, if you launch your own company, you will make 10 times that. So I, I, I wonder if that's the issue. Like Stephen looks at this and he's like, $50 million over four years is not worth it. Because yeah. you got to understand, that's got to pay his employees. Mm-hmm. If you could set and if you staff could have that, and ca- cost and overhead right. and insurance and lawyers and legal million fees bu- and million, lawsuits. Million bucks a month. Pre-tax. Bear the burden of production. It says right there. Then there's taxes. And taxes. So he's yep. getting 600 grand a month. Bear the, bear the, bear the cost of... Uh, you well, said theft. Not well, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not because if Crowder's production costs are six hundred thousand dollars a month, then he's only profiting four hundred, and then he's paying one hundred and fifty in taxes. Right. <laughs> yeah, taxes so are a wild thing, dude. Yeah. So uh, that was right there. I mean, that, that's kind of there. We go. We we now know what the fee is. So the question is. Man, four years, that's heavy. What well, wasn't the yeah. total like 200 million or something we said yesterday? What was the total we ended, yeah. up, we ended up talking about? I mean, with hyperinflation, that's going to be nothing. You have to adjust this for inflation over the period in yeah. order for a contract like that. The real inflation, not the fake inflation government numbers that are actually full look, of crap. Look, I know Jeremy Boring. I think he's a good dude. Um, we've talked about potential things we could work on and deals we could do and... Um, you know, a lot of people were speculating back when we went and visited the Daily Wire in Nashville. We did that week-long thing. They were like, oh, Tim's going to sign with the Daily Wire. It's like, no, I don't think there was ever a possibility that we would be a Daily Wire thing. It was more like, I'll, I'll tell you guys straight up exactly what's going on. We have uh, every every different way we distribute content is is monetized in different ways through different you know partners. Some people specialize in ads only for podcasts. Some people specialize in ads only for YouTube. And so, you know, uh, for instance, our podcast side of things, like iTunes, Spotify, I'm not an expert in those spaces. I'm, I know YouTube much better. And so we have third parties that work with us. So I've talked to them like, hey, can you guys help us with this? Because we know we're not doing a good job. That's the kind of stuff we've talked about. And being, being able to go to a company like The Daily Wire and literally talk with their CEO and have him just be very candid. And like the, I got to tell you, like of all the business meetings I've had, the easiest one was with the Daily Wire because it ultimately ended like 
okay, well, you know, maybe we can't work on this now, but we'll figure something out. We'll hang out sometime. Good, good hearing from you, man. I've worked with, with I, the first contract I was ever offered was from, uh, well, I'll leave, I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave them out of it. It was a big agency. It was one of the big, big talent agencies. They represent people you've heard of on Fox News. And they give me like a 70 page book contract to read. And I'm looking, I'm like, and I'm like, this is a joke, right? And it's like, no, 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 don't worry, it's standard. And I'm like, dude, you come to a guy who's like an up and comer, coming, a comer in the space. It was a five-year contract. I know, I know the game they were playing. It was gonna lock up everything. It was gonna own me for five years and leave me with nothing. And I couldn't afford to hire a lawyer to read that many pages. So I threw it in the trash and said, have a nice day. Not interested in wasting my time. That is almost every negotiation with every company I've done. The Daily Wire was was like literally. I sat down with with, with Jeremy and we talked about how how we could we, how, how we could do things. And I thought it went went well. That being said, these contracts don't work. It says like right here. You can see right here. Crowder will deliver a one point five hour long Louder with Crowder audio show of a quality and the kind of blah 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 blah. They have to say that because they don't want to sign a deal with you and then have you drop the quality to save money. But then all of a sudden, if you're someone like Crowder and you're like, you want to own what? You want to own everything, and they're like, I'm not going to give you $12 million per year without the right to distribute the content to make money on it. Mm-hmm. You just can't do these deals, man. Yeah, these are old, archaic contracts that don't make sense. Ian made that point yesterday, and it was a very good point. My question is, how many eggs were the Daily Wire uh, team going to be paying Crowder with? Is that in the contract as well? Because that's, that's a commodity like there of them, I think. That, I, that I think is an important one during these very difficult uh, in, in, uh, inflationary uh, times. Let me, let me play a little bit more. Quickly, Ben, at Blaze, well, he would still do that same kind of concept. 30 minutes of the show would now be behind our paywall. Uh, Crowder can bank or pre-record a limited number of episodes upon our approval and reasonable discretion. Um, days without new original episodes will be scheduled in advance subject to our reasonable approval. What's this about? Well, a guy like Crowder, you know, in addition to his four weeks. Uh, I think, I think, I think the Daily Wire should just publish a link to the contract. Yeah, for sure. Because he's already shown and he's going through a whole bunch of stuff. And I think Crowder opened the door. When Crowder showed that portion, he actually said, you know, don't make me bring the receipts. So Mm. the Daily Wire responds with, okay, let's go through some of the contract. At this point, I'm like, okay, dude, just like publish it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts? Because like the fee being released is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's what, here's here's what I think, I think Steven Crowder, man, here's the, here's the challenge. Joe Rogan's deal. What did it turn out to be? Like they was initially reported as a hundred million. And then it was revealed later, 200 million. We don't know how many years that's over. Or mm-hmm. what it does include—is it stock or things like that? I think I don't. I don't know. Or for is sure. it the old episodes too? Or is it the entire podcast? Is it the first episode? I think to it the did last include episode? old episodes. Yep. that's a lot. Yeah, it got them off the prime. Like Joe Rogan had the number one spot on iTunes, the premier podcast platform, and he sold that. That makes sense. You know, Spotify says, "Look, we're going to give you two hundred million dollars over X years." I don't know how many years it was. I'd imagine it wasn't four, but it could have been. And so you imagine Joe's then getting fifty million bucks a year for his show. That's the crazy thing. Steven Crowder's show is, he's, he's not Joe Rogan, but I mean, come on, like 12.5 per year, 50 million over four years. He's, he, he's not a quarter of Joe Rogan. He's half or more. Mm-hmm. And considering what we're talking about, arguably comparable. Joe Rogan reaches a certain kind of audience and he's huge. We get it. But Steven Crowder motivates people more. I'd be willing to bet that a Crowder ad read will sell 10 times more than a Rogan ad read. No, no, no offense to Rogan, but Crowder's a culture warrior. Right. <laughs> Crowder's a culture warrior. You know, 
When he goes out and he says, guys, you gotta get this thing because mm-hmm. these are the companies that believe in us. People are gonna be like, yes. Mm-hmm. When Joe Rogan says, I shave my balls, here's the thing I use. Some people are gonna be like, that's cool. <laughs> I like yeah. on it. I like on it. Or like his uh, flashlight that he was supporting. Yeah, I, I hear those right. Looking at it from Daily Wire's perspective, they're putting $50 million down. They want to make profit on this, too. So they're anticipating, yes, it's worth at least $50 million and then probably at least 50% on top of that. You know, and that's where, you know, ballparking, like, I, I, I agree with you. I think what, you know, being independent in this space is the best way to do it. I think it's the best environment for a true creative. I think it's the best upside on the profitability. And there's so many business opportunities being created in this sector, which is relative new really has just blossomed in the last two to three years so you know crowder might be looking at okay what am i looking at the next two or three years but he's gonna be doing this for 30 40 years potentially if he wants to Here, here's 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 the thing about any of these deals a couple of years ago we had one of the big networks come to us mm-hmm. and say let's do a deal and we were much we were, we were relatively smaller but you know we, we haven't grown that much like we've grown a lot but you know in terms of revenue and stuff we're as a company we're doing a lot better but they basically all say like, we'll own it. Everything you do, we own. And I'm just like, not interested. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna do a three year deal with you, right? That's what you're asking. You're, at, you're coming to me saying three years. And at the end of it, you walk away, you keep your brand, you keep your name, we keep everything else. I'm not interested in doing that. I already have, I already have my own channels. I already have my own brand. I already, I, already, I already have a membership platform. Why would I just give that to you in exchange for what? Comparable amounts of money? That's the stupidest I think, thing ever. As you said, Rogan, it's like a new, uh a new entertainment environment. It's a new business model opportunity. So many different ways to make money in this space. That mm-hmm. and now the parasites have come out as well. Not I'm not calling anyone particular. I'm just saying the parasitic nature of business has aroused. It happened in 2006. I was doing internet YouTube videos and like once I got like 10,000. No, no. Like once I started getting like eight, a thousand, fifteen hundred views per video, I started getting emails and messages. Hey, we can we can get take your channel to the next level. Hey. Hey, 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 I want to make some money off you. Hey, say this thing I want you to say. And like, let me. That's the end of it. Uh, I want to play this clip. I think he talks about the fee here. This is the most important part. Now, here's this section that I know Stephen was very offended by. um, And I think he I think he misunderstood and therefore misrepresented fee reductions. There's a different fee reduction for all those kinds of contents we created daily content. If he fails for any reason to deliver 192 episodes of the daily show. Or. If he fails to include the ads that we agreed to or the promotions that we agreed to in those episodes, then we'll give a $100,000 reduction uh, every time. What's that about? Well, again, you can't pay someone any amount of money, but you certainly can't pay them an unimaginably huge amount of money for their show and then not get the show. So what this is saying is you, you don't have to produce a show every day. You don't have to produce 260 or 250, or 240, or 230, or 220, or 210 episodes a year. You got to produce 192 episodes a year. You can film some of them in advance. You can stack them up. All of that's contemplated in there. Uh, you could shoot on a Friday so that you can take two days off next week. But if you don't give us 192 episodes, we we can't pay you the same amount of money as if you did give us. So now hold on there a minute. If it's 12.5 per year with 192 episodes, that's sixty five thousand dollars per episode, not 100. And so the fee is bigger than the, the, fee is the revenue, which which is a weird payment structure. So that that seems kind of uh, uh, pu- punishing it. You, you would typically want to do a payment structure that's more, you know, affirmative, like, hey, after every 10 episodes, we will pay you 
blank. So you kind of truncate it into smaller. It sounds like they're but, doing but just if, a big advance up front. If you're doing, if you're right, if you're doing a guarantee of X per year, I understand what the Daily Wire is trying to do, but I will push back and say what the contract should say. And they could be doing the big ask. It could be a Trump move where they don't want Crowder to negotiate a net benefit they want to break even. So they say 100K expecting Crowder to come back and say, no, 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 pro rate divided by the fee for the year. So it should say, in my opinion, this is how I do the contract. I'd say, uh, what are we paying you? 12.5 a year, 192 episodes? Okay, um, any episode you miss, we deduct one unit division into that fee. So whatever that breaks down to, $65,000. You miss an episode or you miss an ad read, we will we will remove 65 from your from your your, your minimum your guarantee mm-hmm. basically we are buying 192 episodes for 12.12.5 per year if you don't deliver one we prorate you but the argument is it's the it's the the library itself is worth more than the sum of the parts so the one show by itself it, then you have 20 shows all they're worth more than 120th each because they create you know so I can see why let's, they up the fee. We'll let, we'll let uh, Jeremy continue because I don't want to cut him off if he's going to make important context to part of the conversation. 192 episodes. So this is just, yeah, you give us 192 uh, times four minus one, then out of your 50 million, we're hitting minus 100,000. Steven said no, that this no, is unfair. No, 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 no. That he, he said 192 times four minus one, then we're, we're taking 100,000 out of your 50 million. Yeah, yeah, look, man, that doesn't add up. Yeah, it's fifty million one ninety two. It's going to be sixty five one hundred four. Yeah, because yeah. you know basically what it breaks down to. So that that doesn't quite quite add up. Um, that being said, the Daily Wire offering a steep fee as a means to say like don't drop shows. I also understand they don't want to do a deal where they make a guarantee and then one day Crowder says, "Well, you know, I don't lose anything if I back out on this deal, right? If 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 Ian and I do a deal." And then Ian's relying on me to make a profit and there's no penalty other than I don't get paid for the day, but Ian gets screwed over. Well, that's going to suck. So again, I think it may be reasonable to say something like 70,000. So you will get a 5,000 hit on your overall minimum because we don't want to create an opportunity for you to just be like, I guess I'm not going to do a show today because I don't feel like it. You know what I mean? You know what I think they're factoring into that is their costs for their production and their licensing and distribution. So that hundred thousand, so sixty five is for Crowder. Thirty five is probably what they estimate. That's actually a really good point. That's actually really fair point. Uh, In order to distribute and make money off of what they're buying from Crowder, they're going to have their own crew doing all of this stuff as well. Editing, right? Uh, And 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 that means if they've got three hundred employees. And they've got, you know, 10 allocated to proper promotion, distribution, making clips, uploading to the website, monitoring for bugs, doing the back end stuff because they're a lot bigger. Maybe maybe 100 does make sense. I mean, I certainly think uh, it, it, you factor that in and you factor their loss of profits in. So they're basically saying, we're paying you 65. We're also going to lose 10 because we can't do our sales. Our employees showed up to work. Our employees showed up. Also... The people who bought the ads are going to come to us angry. Mm-hmm. So that's actually an interesting point. Fair point. You know, I don't think we can go through this whole thing though. So uh, I don't know if there's any other. I'm going to do it later. It's tonight, a tough for deal. Sure. You know what? I, I, I I'm very curious to see what Crowder says if there's anything else. But to me, this just seems like. 
business, tough business. Uh, it's a lot of money. There's there's high stakes, and people want to make sure that their investments are protected. So I'm, I'm not necessarily anti Daily Wire on this, but um, I, I am curious. I'm sure there's a, just a 50 minute video. Crowder's got his whole you know experience going through this. So there's a lot more to this. I'm sure. This is actually yeah. really awesome that there's transparency is incredible. Yeah, right? This is so good for the business environment. I mean, I the, the, yeah. the, here's a challenge for the Daily Wire. A lot of people are saying, like, you should have said anything. They weren't. He didn't mention you, bro. Everybody was saying it was the Daily Wire. Yeah. And yeah. and and that and then now the Daily Wire has no opportunity to. No, they 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 basically have no choice. And hey, it's good promotion. But Crowder was talking about how not necessarily these figures. Wasn't it that they uh, were like partnering with the bad guys or something? Well, his complaint was that. Uh, let, let, me, let me see if I can actually find the part where he, he'll, he'll talk about it, I imagine. He said the big con and that they're working with uh, big tech social Here we go. Yeah, yeah, right. something, something, like he said something like look, that. Look, look, yeah. if Crowder is boycotted. If Crowder is boycotted or dropped by more than 50% of his then-extant advertising partners, that is, if 50% of the money that he's making from advertisers is suddenly gone and we're not able to replace that revenue within 90 days then his fee will be reduced by 25% until such time as the ad revenue has been restored for a period. Whoa, that is giving Crowder free money. That's insane. Think about that for two seconds. If Crowder's revenue is dropped by 50, 50% from his advertising partners, plural, wait, hold on. If he's dropped by more than 50% of his then advertising partners, they will reduce his fee by only 25? Which is what, 250000 a year-ish? Wait, 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 wait. Well, potentially. So it's potentially advertising insurance, it sounds like, but 50% of his revenue may not necessarily equate to his fee. So the Think 25. Th- right. L- l- right. Is right, he right, making no. more than 250000 a year in ad revenue? What's his ad revenue compared to the fee? You know, 25% of. I see. So, so it, it, it could be they don't include membership partners, but they're also giving him 90 days, meaning if, if something happens. That's a nice grace period. Three that, months to figure it out. Yeah. That means Crowder could be making half the revenue for three months and they still won't charge him a fee or a penalty. Yeah. What I don't like float from Steve's I, w- I would offer is, that to anybody. It, it makes him relying on advertisers still, which is, I think he's trying to get away from that, being relying on advertisers and if, if his contract if, forces him. If, if I was going to do a deal with someone, I would say, if your content gets boycotted, your fee will be reduced commensurate to the amount of money lost from those boycotts. Like, and that's the crazy thing, like, we share the risk. Well, or yeah, I mean, we can give you a guarantee, but if there's no money coming in, like there's no guarantee, there's no money to guarantee you. That is to me like a little bit of a float. Daily Wire, you know, they're they're almost a creditor in that instance. I, that 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 came off as like a, a, a surprisingly gracious. I didn't. Ex- here we go. Here's the important part. I didn't expect the Daily uh, Wire to yeah. offer something like that. To here's be honest, the big tech money part. or not, and then we lose the business as a result. And now no one pays Stephen anything. And no one releases Steven's content. He has to go build it all from scratch in crisis. Ban. The Crowder content cannot be released on any of the major platforms. Because of his content being banned from those platforms, then we'll reduce the fee if YouTube 20, if Apple 20, if Facebook 10, if Spotify 10. Same kind of concept. If the content simply cannot appear and therefore cannot not only be used for marketing, cannot be used to grow the brand, also can't be monetized, well, we can't pay him the same. As if it was, if you're making 25% of your money on YouTube uh, and now YouTube is permanently gone, well, you, you can't make that money anymore. It's not punishment. 
And this is really what it comes well, down to. Stevens, you, you can pay him. Philosophy Jeremy. seems you to just be. would run it at a loss if you did. You can though. I deserve to be paid millions and millions and millions of dollars, whether my show drives the revenue or not. I got I got to pause right there and say, Jeremy, yeah, that's the point. The reason Steven Crowder wants to do, do a deal with you is so that you assume the risk and mm-hmm. he doesn't. Mm-hmm. The, the only, and this is why I'm saying these contracts don't make sense. Because what Jeremy is saying makes sense from Jeremy's perspective, but it doesn't make sense from, from the perspective of anybody who wants to do a deal. It's, it, would be like, it would be like someone saying, you know, Luke, I'm gonna buy your RV off you. And then if it breaks, you, I'm not giving you the money. Like, well, well, hold on. They always like, break. It's no, but my point is like, vehicle. put in the contract. Crowder's basically saying like, I don't want to worry about this. I don't want to worry about the risk, the revenue. You figure it out. And then Jeremy says, okay, but if it breaks, we're not going to pay you. I mean, like, I no, think no, that's no, no, reasonable. You, you, if, if You buy it or you don't. If Steven is, wants to offload the risk, then he's offloading a huge chunk of the income. I mean, that's the, the risk is a big part of why he's worth so much is because it's on his shoulders. The deal can't exist this is, this, is, this is what i was saying like when i said crowder was right about everything with these contracts like and, and and i like the daily wire guys i think jeremy's a good dude and i think jeremy is doing right as a business but it doesn't make sense for crowder to sell what he has to basically here you're in the exact same position we don't assume the same level of risk like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna face the same risks you're if you get a strike you don't get paid I do think there's some guarantees, like I'll, I'll point this out. If he gets banned by YouTube, they only dock his fee by 20%. That, that's actually, I mean, that, that structure right there, I think is actually really great. That's, that, that is, the Daily Wire is doing some good things. YouTube is a larger portion of revenue and viewership. So when it comes to direct sponsorships, you'll make more of a YouTube read than a, than a, than a, a podcast read to a certain extent. But podcasts in the long run will make more money. It's 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 hard to explain. Like, you get more views on YouTube, so you can sell a package for more. Equal to the number of views, though, the CPMs are lower. Mm. So for them to break it down this way actually seems like there there is some stuff being taken off Crowder's shoulder in terms of. Uh, I wonder what his angle is when he says, you know, they're basically partnering with big tech to take. This is it. Yeah, and so he gets he gets he gets he gets penalized if he breaks YouTube's rules. But is he thinking that like Daily Wire is gonna like sabotage him so that they just are able to pay Crowder less? Like it, it, he he seemed very angry about it. I'm just wondering what. In, it, to me, this doesn't strike me as this is them partnering up with big tech to take down. Crowder. Yeah, he right. was kind of he was kind of alluding to that. Uh, we definitely need more clarification yeah. for it because let's be honest here. Uh, you know, the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro do get suggested a lot on Facebook. If you look at the most uh, uh, shared links from Facebook, it's usually the Daily Wire, and a lot of people are asking, "That's kind of it's kind of weird." You know, that's kind of, you know, what's going on here. And then we have these statements by Crowder. So, you know, there's obviously a lot more questions here. Zuckerberg's a huge conservative, turns out. I don't know. Nah, I, nah. I have far more questions than answers. This stuff, you know, working in Hollywood contracts, uh, there's no there's no market standard, you know, especially in this burgeoning industry. So it's really fascinating to see a little bit of the inside information because now you can say, all right, I'm this X percent compared to Crowder. He was getting it gives you a chance yeah. to. But people are making this up as we go. Yeah. You know, what what is a market standard for a contract? It's all black box in Hollywood. Dude, I I. 
I know everybody, there's a lot of people commenting in the, on that video saying, I stand with Steven Crowder. And uh, I just feel so bad for the Daily Wire because they're not bad people yeah. and they're trying really hard. They're not this, like the hardest of culture warriors like we or Crowder are, but I don't think they're bad guys who are doing bad things. I think Candace is hard culture, culture warrior like you and Crowder. That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. But Jeremy's, bu- he's all, bu- I mean, he's not all business. Matt Walsh. But he's in the business. I th- that's a warrior. I mean, I mean, and what is a woman was extremely important. That was yeah. a, a tremendously powerful and very important thing. But when you say Daily Wire, you got to talk about who owns Daily Wire. It's it's Jeremy, Ben, you ben, know, yeah. and Jeremy's in the business aspect. He's not a, a culture warrior. But I, I want to clarify what, what, when I said I feel bad for him. I don't feel bad necessarily about this. Like, dude, you offer a big name a contract that pisses him off. Don't be surprised if they come and they get mad at you about it. Mm-hmm. And they can wag around and be like, this is a terrible contract. I feel bad because how do you compete with the likes of Disney? How do you do True. it? Yeah. It's like Disney will get people to sign up no matter what because they own Flubber. Because they own decades of American cultural history. Mm-hmm. And the Daily Wire's got to build it. And it's probably just 10 times harder than managing Disney. I mean, look, yeah. at, look at what they're doing with all the Marvel stuff. Regurgitated, remakes, et cetera, et cetera. And the Daily Wire has to navigate this space. And you want to know what the worst possible thing is? What made, what was the big hit for the Daily Wire? Yeah, what year? is a woman, that Matt Walsh documentary. And what about Gina Carano's film? I didn't see Terror it. on the Prairie? Yeah. So the issue is, the Daily Wire is trying to break the cultural mold, take the space, and to an extent, it's working. I mean, they have a million paying monthly members, so they're building it up. They're, what, 20 times smaller than Netflix is. But did we hear about how tremendously amazing Terror on the Prairie was? Did we see groundbreaking virality? No, but what is a woman did? The problem is what is a woman is political. That means the Daily Wire is still trapped in their pigeonhole. And if they're going to have the cultural impact that we actually need them to have, they need to get bigger hits in different areas that are very, very difficult to do. They need their own Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I, I will say just looking at that contract, assuming that's the primary contract, that's a very simple, like simplified contract. They get far more verbose, far more carve outs and exceptions mm-hmm. and preconditions. So uh, again, I'm not taking a side on this because I don't have enough information. Um, I am definitely very curious to hear what Crowder's perspective is. Though. Someone uh, super chatted. Uh, remember, Crowder is bringing in 300,000 subs at 10 bucks a month. That's 36 million a year. Crowder, uh, let me see. Sorry, let me, I had to scroll. Crowder wants ban protection and is wanting a distribution partner. I, I agree. I don't, I don't know that we can guarantee Crowder will bring in 300,000. I think it's possible but more than that. I think from a contract perspective, if, if someone came to me and said, look, you do it, you know, if like Ian came to me and said, bring me on the show and I guarantee you 10,000 new paying monthly members, I'd be like, you can't guarantee me that. Like yeah. I can look at your metrics and then, make, and then make a bet. And if I'm wrong, I lose a lot of money. I don't know if I'd want to do that. Yeah, there would have to be some cash incentive if I was going to guarantee a subscriber count but or something. I also do think from a practical standpoint, Steven Crowder likely will bring in 300,000 to 500,000 new paying monthly members at 10 bucks a month, in which case, uh, yeah, this contract's not good. You made an interesting observation that he might be concerned that uh, with the 20%, if he gets banned off YouTube, 20% if he gets banned off, that, that if Daily Wire is in charge of the edit, 
and the the post that they could put something up that would put him in a light that would get him banned and then be able to cut his salary by 20%. He's very nervous about their affiliation with big tech. And and that to me has not been addressed in this. We saw the provision, but it, it to me, it doesn't really, where where's Crowder getting, he was very upset, very uh, nervous about, the, I, 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 I don't see it yet. I don't know what he's focused on. Crowder needs to do his own thing. Cause like I said the other day, I think Crowder would make 10 million bucks a month. People are saying 36 million a year. I disagree. Uh, based on how big Crowder is, based on what he was able to do with Rumble mm-hmm. on uh, on with the midterms, he had 10, what, what, no, he had like, uh, what he had, like seven or eight times the amount of viewers we had. Yeah, like, like I think that. we I think we ended up with I don't remember how we had 60, 70,000. He had 500,000. On Rumble? Or and on Rumble. Special yeah, shout yeah, out to yeah. Dave Landau, that, that, that lovable little... Lovable little garden gnome. I love you, brother. I, I love you, I, man. He's so awesome, dude. I think Crowder should launch his independent mug club and uh, 10 bucks a month. Honestly, it might need to be a little bit more than that because of, of costs these days. Like, no, seriously, like bandwidth costs, especially if, if you're going to do anything live. But 10 bucks a month probably, probably, probably would work. I think he'd probably get between 300 and 500K. Probably. He'd be making 5 million a month with no ads. Yeah. None. Just off subs. Yeah. Yeah, back-end hosting is expensive. These are, these are the numbers that the contract should be working out. We're going to cover hosting. Like We mentioned that last night. Like, do tech contracts with these with these actors, these performers, so that you cover their back-end expenditure and, mm-hmm. and cost. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head right now. I think 300K is a good estimate. It's a good, it's a good estimate. So what needs to happen in this contract is Crowder should probably say, here's what, here's what I would do. I'd go through all of it, and I would say, oh, you want all these things? My answer to you is Yes. And we're going to add one paragraph. I get 80% of memberships. And then they're going to go, uh, well, I don't know about that. And I'll be like, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll take 100% of my memberships and I'll make my own website. Thanks for your time. Yeah, right. You Which know. I don't know why it doesn't just do that. I mean, they yeah. have a massive distribution platform. Well, it's because so. he's also been like demonetized on YouTube for like how many years now? Here's, Off and here, on for, I don't know. Here's, 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 here's what I can say. career, uh, three years. Too. If yeah. I, 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 I know this to be true, that if we did some kind of partnership with the Daily Wire, this show would be 10 times bigger in half the time. We would have, like, the Daily Wire is, I think, 20 times bigger than we are. They have people all over the place. They have more fans than we do. They have more connections, more celebrities who visit their offices. Mm -hmm. They have their own talent roster. If I did do a deal with them in any capacity and they were able to be like, here, we're we're gonna change your show, it would just like bigger studio built by a more professional company faster. Oh, they got those it, swinging cameras that come through right, on it, dollies it, it, and stuff. Like yeah. we're, we're a company here at Timcast and we are every day trying to learn and, and navigate and, and forge this path forward. Meaning like, oh man, we, had, we have hiccups all day, every day. And it's just like constant headaches. And I talk to Jeremy periodically and then he's like, he's like, well, my friend, just, just know that it always gets worse. And I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, he's right. Because I'm like, you know, we're, we're, we're working on a project right now with the Daily Wire crew, a music project. I, I don't want to say too much about it. We're really excited. And uh, so I've been talking to him. And then, you know, I'll, I'll mention like, oh, we had this problem with this financial thing. And then he laughs. He's like, I remember we had that. Yeah, not 20 times worse. Yeah. And so I'm just like, if, if, if we were able to get a company like them to like just even consult, it would be huge. If we were able to have their resources in terms of booking, it would be massive. We would have bigger celebrities, bigger names, bigger connections. Yeah, in no time. But you know, look, we're our own company. We do our own thing, and there's, there's, it's, it's impossible to just 
you can't just make something like that happen. Same thing is true, true with Crowder. Why would Crowder do a deal with, with Daily Wire? It's like you're saying, their production resources, distribution, and access is so massive that it, it would substantially benefit Crowder. However, as for who Crowder is, he doesn't need them. He can make his own website. Right. It will just be harder. It will take longer, but he will make substantially more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Rush Limbaugh worked for another company. What company? Salem Media, I believe. The whole, his whole career? Uh, at least at the end, I believe. I'm just jumping on that. But like, I mean, Candace Owens, one of the biggest names. And, you know, she's generally worked with Prager and, and, and Turning Point and now Daily Wire. I mean, it's just it's just different business paths. And it's just it, it how, how your lifestyle meshes with that, how your, you know, kind of vision and your creativity. I personally, it, I can't work for anyone. I, I would rather take less money and just if I'm not going to work that day, I'm not going to work that day, you know, like that's on me. But if someone's telling me, Hey, you got to do this, you got to, I can't do it at this point. So yeah, I'm the same way. Like why take orders from somebody? It just doesn't make sense. I've been through that at this stage. I'm working at for Tim, the Tim cast corporation. And it's like, it's a little emasculating at times. Like I'm like, damn, I can't just promote. I can't just publish a new show. Like it's owned by Tim cast corporation, which is reasonable. I think, cause I'm work, I'm getting paid by Tim cast corporation and I can always end the contract, you know, but like, but, it, but, I think there's a time place because the social capital that I'm gaining outweighs the value of anything I could do on my own at this but, stage of my career. But, but, but Ian, that's technically not true. It's, it's true in the sense that anybody who works for Timcast has an agreement that anything you make related to our business, we own. That means, what do we do here? We do political commentary. We do YouTube videos. We do social media posts. We make music. We're, ma- we're making video games now, and you recognize that we're doing all of this multimedia stuff. However, it also states that at any point you want to do something, you need only tell us. That's it. True. Yeah, yeah. That's in the that's in the contract also. So like the, the point is we can't have people work here who are going to be like, I'm going to make music for you. And then we go, awesome. And then they come out with an album. It goes double platinum or whatever. And they're like, well, I made that at home. I think because like, of well, the- Well, dude, we, we hired you to make music for us. That's standard like, Hollywood procedure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I, I but, do deals with major studios like- I can't say them, but uh, they basically have first look. They own any movie you make subsequent to. If you're like the, if you're a first time director for a major studio, they own your ass because they're like we kind of brought you up on the map. And I'm not yeah. saying that, but like, uh, and but you know, I will say about Jeremy Boring and Ben Shapiro, they don't work for anyone. You know, they started that company and just built it up. I think you guys are outside looking in. You guys are crushing it. But you so, know, so so first look is a good way to put it. The way I describe yeah. it, everybody is. Everybody has to have an agreement that if you're working here, you're working for us. However, I don't want to own your music, man. I don't want to own your book. Because of our, our contracts with other companies, you just have to come to us and be like, I'm going to write this book. It's nothing to do with you. It's me. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll write, I'll, I'll write up a contract saying we have no rights over the book that produced by Ian Crossland and this, right. you're good. But there's something in the back of, the, of my artist mind where it's just knowing that I have a contract signed that is, owns my work and until I override it is there it's like it's messes with me but i have to weigh the value like the value of to be honest i would do this show for free anyway like i you know i've even talked with you about like i don't need the money i'm not here for the money i don't care about that the social capital far outweighs the dollars in my opinion um so i'm i'm constantly doing the weight of like is Everyone's it worth being under contract own is it- decision you know what's best for your life and what you want to do I, I i remember thinking when i was younger i was like oh you know i'm gonna start a business and i'm gonna scale it up and then it's gonna be a multi whatever i don't even want to do that 
you know, quality of life. I, I, I don't think yeah, of how many had it, you know, do you really just want to be consumed by your business all day, every day? I actually want some time to hang out with my mm-hmm. wife and, you know, future kids. So it's also like, so I don't want do to work all day, every day. I don't want to compete with <laughs> you. Break my voice. Like me and Tim both make cartoon, like we were funny act, we do acting and stuff. Like I don't want to compete. I'd rather work together. I don't want to compete with Jeremy. I don't want to compete with Steve Crowder. I want to work, you know, unify you know, and kind of create art together. Like, we don't have any kind of contract anywhere near the level of what the what the Daily Wire is offering, like that massive lighting out terms or like whatever. Like we don't have anything. Yeah, over like, X amount. There's, of, there's no time period on the contract. There's literally so. nothing in any agreement anywhere that's like, Ian, if you get us banned, we're going to dock your pay. It's like, no, I just yeah. pay you anyway. You know, like get yeah. mad about it, I suppose. But also, it's like there's no uh, no time commitment, which is ultimate. In this rapidly changing entertainment structured environment, like putting someone on a three year freaking leash is insane, in my opinion. Well, there's a reason for that, and it's what we were talking about the other day, right? So we have no no term uh, contracts with anybody who works here, and that's a huge risk on our end because I'm, you know, I joke to everybody, I'm a communist, so it's like, <laughs> if if we invest in you as a as a personality, and then you quit on us, we've just lost all of our investment. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why nobody wants to do that deal. That's a reasonable position, though. That's again, that's standard in Hollywood. That's but, like but the, the computer. That, we ha- we don't have a, a term for anybody. Like Ian could leave the show whenever he wants to make his own thing. That's like the you get up and walk out right that's now. Quite just, generous. The robot yeah. brain is: if I were to lock you in, then I will benefit in the future. But the reality is, I love you more as a human for respecting me and my freedom. And in the I would gladly hang out with you. Work a with you in the future. I'll tell you, I think I'm better at business than all these people. If you don't want to be here, you should not be here. And I do not want to keep sinking money into a person who's trying to leave. Yeah. Now that's wasted sure money. That. Yep. So all these these big companies, they're like, look, if I'm going to invest $10 million in you, I need to know that I can monetize that for four years or whatever, make money off it. My attitude is, hey, look, I'm going to invest a couple hundred grand into you and, and the stuff you're building. And if at any point you don't want to be here, it's probably better you just leave because I don't want to waste any more money. Like if you don't want to be here, what? So like, what what am I supposed to do with that? You're going to be unhappy. Your I think it's a better structure like, overall. Like again, Hollywood, it's cold and in, in, in dehumanized because it's just a massive mega publicly traded corporation dealing with a bunch of creative idiots, very successful people sometimes. But I mean, yeah, you when you have a more like a family owned business, you don't need this super restrictive contract. You have leadership, you have friendship, you have, you know, you can do things on a handshake. A contract is just in case the worst happens. You you should be able to just work things out. Do you think so that someone chatted Tim wants volunteers, not hostages? No, that that yes. Hell yeah. Like, 100%. I, I worked for Fusion. And they had me under contract. Then they went woke. And I said, I'd like to leave. And they said, no, here's more money. And I said, this sucks. Do you think that it's because it doesn't scale like these kind of these family run smaller contracts? They're like, I trust you. Let's let's work together. They don't scale because you, the owner loses contact with the new hires because just because there's so many employees. Yes. I mean, obviously, as you get bigger, you're going to lose that more personalized connection with yeah. your employees. And you know, so it, again, it, it's there's no one right way to do this in in any way, shape, or form. Any of these powerful voices, you guys, anyone else, it, it's do what you think feels right. And I think what it ultimately comes down to, what we're all doing this for, is to help save this country and save this planet from tyranny. Yeah. And and this stuff is all kind of on the side. Yeah, straight up, man. Economics. All right, let's go. We're gonna go super jets. 
We're going to go to Super Chat. So smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have that members-only uncensored show coming up for you. And we got a bunch of really crazy stuff to talk about. Uh, we, we do. I just put it that way. I don't know. Because it's like been built, it's been building up because I haven't been able to do my morning show. And uh, technically, I shouldn't even be doing this show, but I'm not going to cancel on people just because like my voice is fucked that up. That was the thing. I was like, if you cancel your day shows and just do this show... Then you, we won't ever have to look for news because you already have it, and you'll be <laughs> chomping at the bit to talk about it anyway. <laughs> well, so it's like I probably should not do anything and just sleep because I don't know what was wrong with my voice. To be completely honest, yeah. uh, you know, for sure, dehydration, maybe too much salt. I maybe, but I've been doing everything. People are like gargle honey, and it's like, dude, come on, man. I Fat, fasting, everything. Fasting will help. Yeah, it didn't work. Like twelve hours of no food. Yep, it did it really? Did maybe it, you have to do three days in a row. I think it's just something that happens. Yeah, just, it could just be overuse or just speaking for a while. Eventually, it's going to just... And then on. instead of taking a day off, I end up doing the show. Yeah, right. So you like went I'm, hard I'm, last night. Yeah. And, but to be fair, like I'm raspy, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was on Friday. You right. know, So I, I'm assuming I'll be able to work tomorrow. It's but, getting uh, better. We'll read some Super Chats. And you know, thank you guys for being members at TimCast.com because it's, it's basically afforded me the ability to take the mornings off, which is extremely... like I get really angry because like, I come in here, I do all the work, and then I start doing warm-ups, exercises. I took ibuprofen because it reduces swelling to help you talk. And I recorded again for four minutes and I was complaining about Greta Thunberg and then I just was like pushing harder and harder to get, I'm, I'm done. Mm. And I got pissed. But if we didn't have the website, I'd be freaking out because I'd be like, how do I pay people? The, the memberships are- life, man. I bet a lot of people are, are thinking that way. What if, what if YouTube turns on me? What if I don't follow their rules oh, my so entire yeah. career? Yeah. But like my concern is if we didn't have the website memberships, it'd be more like, if I don't do this work today, how do I pay the salaries of the people who are working here? That's, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the problem. Mm -hmm, yeah. But the website, you guys as members, like, you know, you give me a sick day. Let's read some news. All right. What does it say? Uh, C.D. Stein says, Hey, Tim, breaking news, a prison in Hillsborough, Illinois, has had at least 15 guards taken to hospitals in serious condition due to fentanyl exposure. Whoa. Wow, man. Wow. Lors Spade says bank bail bail-ins bail-ins are starting. The FDIC was having a talk about this recently. Oh, I looked up the uh, the Bank of America crisis. It looks like it was something went wrong with a glitch with Zelle, which is the transfer service that a bunch mm. of these banks own. Zelle is weird. It's it's almost like antitrust in a way because all it's like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, all these banks own this this thing together, and they all transfer money on this thing. That's I've always right. wondered about this. It's very very PNC odd. Bank also, JP Morgan Chase, right. Capital One, Truist, yeah, Capital One. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. It's a weird, weird, weird thing. It's owned by Early Warning Services, the company that owns Zelle, and Early Warning Services is owned by all those banks. Right? Isn't that odd? Waffle Sensei says, if Luke really loved us, he would stay. But he doesn't, so he's leaving. I hate you. I say we all go and buy out his T-shirt inventory so he completely runs out of stock. Show yes, him how please, bad we are. Please don't Who's do that. Me? Please don't go to thebestpoliticalshirts.com and buy all the shirts. up. I will have no other shirts. I'll, we gotta, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go shirtless. We got to get Shim Sham back. Did you say you'll go shirtless? If that's a promise, I might, you might I need everybody to uh, tweet at Seamus Coggle. Seamus, get over here. It's time. Who's that guy? Who is he? <laughs> the potato guy. Oh, slam us. Okay. We should, uh, when Seamus comes right back, we should get like a really massive baked potato and put like candles in it and like hand it to him. <laughs> I made He's a special uh, potato shirt for him on, uh, <laughs> on, for members of uh, Luke Uncensored. Do you guys want to find some super chats and read it so I'm going to talk as much? Yeah. I'm, I'm tweeting at Seamus right now. Anyone that wants to retweet my tweet to Seamus, please do it. Um, 
Yeah, but I don't. I can't see them from here. So let me do it from here. Luke, you want to grab one? I'm looking right Excellent. now. I got, I got one right now. Uh, from Josh O. The UK just recently arrested a Christian for praying silently. Thought crimes are now real. Uh, it I wasn't. Saw that. It wasn't for silent prayer. It was for like loitering or something. But they were silently praying. Uh, she was standing in front of an abortion clinic or something. Yeah, and she'd been there day after day, and I think they were like, you can't stand on the road anymore it's loitering i don't know interesting gabriel lopes has a 50 dollar uh, super chat saying your voice will not return to normal it's how alex jones got his along <laughs> the years so yep yep yeah. oh here's no, the, i can feel it it's like it, it you feels. gotta give us a war cry then you could really have it for I'm not a near a war cry uh this is a super chat from not that guy ian you don't own art brother man let's make something cool yeah, you yeah, don't. Yeah. True. You know, that's why I joy. That's what big ethos at Minds. That's the whole point of the company is like, don't be too concerned about people claiming your work. Like your work, you think it's yours. It's just there. It's just, you made it. Just let it be. Mm. Creative Commons. Sir, do you have, you have the Super Chats from the very beginning. So you got you to gotta yeah, be the one. There's a really funny one from Pirate Taurus Sockenhoff. It says, uh, it's called puberty, Tim. Your body is changing some. <laughs> You'll notice along with a deeper voice, your beard should start filling in. Finally. Did something <laughs> drop down there, Tim? Did... Two somethings. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. I got one from Lord Clamino. This is, says, you guys are missing things Crowder said. It's the fact that it's the fact these conditions force people to abide by big tech's biased rules. They often enforce arbitrarily that don't encourage one to actually speak the truth, but the opposite. And that I agree in that I think that you're referring to that they if he gets banned off YouTube, then he loses money from his contract. So they're kind of forcing him to abide by YouTube's rules to uh, Which get his would happen if con- he was independent contract. anyway. You know, if he was independent, he lost YouTube money. So they're kind of saying, well, you know, we're not YouTube insurance. necessarily, And they might be YouTube insurance to an extent, if, depending on how much revenue comes in from YouTube and they only dock them 20 percent. I mean, there is probably some give and take there, but. Uh, again, we still need to know more information. Uh, I got another one that Tim's highlighted for me from Linda T saying, Tim, I'm a stay at home mom uh, of two kids, limited money, but I remember because I like that you are fighting the culture war and I stand behind you as do I. Thank you. Thank you. That's really do awesome. appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's really hard is like, I, I understand why the daily wire does what they do. Being the people running the machine gives you, affords you the ability to fight the culture war directly me being the host of the principal show and trying to run the machine is like damn near impossible. Yeah, it's you a hard a job. CEO. Not everyone has it in them to, to do that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Trump has a $20 super chat saying, how many people pay for Crowder that don't already pay for Daily Wire? How many new members would they really get? I doubt it's 300K. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of crossover there. Yeah. They're both like statists. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a statist to you because it's relative. You know, they're so like, you know, they're semi-communists, both of them. Let's be real. Do we know? make like the moderate libertarian network thing? Moderate libertarian? That doesn't go together. Yes, it does. that doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. I got a good super chat from the anti-statist alliance. Here's a good one. This like, is from the Yeti 90. Oh, do you want to? No, I was going to say. Make the case? It's it's a network for people who aren't out, outright anarchists, but are lean more in that direction than conservatives or liberals do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you'll get your libertarians, you'll get your Dave Smiths, but you'll get some conservatives who are like pro two A. We got another five dollar super chat by Vegas ninety six. He says DC Drano probably had the best Twitter account, top five in my opinion. You're big Hell on Twitter, and, and yeah. You got it you. back. I got it back. Uh, I've been rage tweeting all day. 
Um, every day, it's my favorite thing to do. And uh, as my lawyer said, it's no surprise you were ever banned in the first place. So. Hey, did you just get it back? Like four weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, I've been going, you know, on a, on a tear. And uh, like I said, the, mo- the thing I'm most proud of is our, is our case that's in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals right now. Uh, we had our hearing. Like I said, I'm represented by Harmeet Dillon, who I think is the best civil rights attorney in modern history. And, um, you know, any day I could wake up and we're going to get that decision. And we're almost certainly going to be appealing to the Supreme Court. And the reason this case is, I believe, historic is because it's the government that is coordinating with big tech to censor us. I think it's happening across the entire spectrum. I mean, think of all the Twitter files we've seen. Now imagine YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, so I think we've just hit the tip of the iceberg and I have a lot of friends in Congress and there's going to be a lot of subpoenas going out where I think the Twitter files are just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to learn a lot more. St. Matthew has a $20 super chat saying, since we are discussing Ian's contract, how much of his compensation is graphene and uh, philis- uh, and psychedelic mushrooms? All of it, actually. That, that little jar right there was all it took. I have Ian some... signed a 20-year contract for that little vial. It was worth it. And I'll sign it again. <laughs> Uh, here's a good one from the Yeti 90 says, I want a shirt that says, quote, Luke, help me stop smoking. I'm going to, I'm going to keep sending this until it gets read. Did I help you quit smoking? (laughs) If I did, I'm very happy because that's something I was dealing with, uh, myself, uh, previously before a couple of years ago. And that's a big thing. That's if, you know, not a lot of people get to overcome it. So uh, if you really did quit, shouts out to you and congratulations for living an addiction free life and not being controlled by any statist substance that you are giving the money to the government through so maybe make a t-shirt that says luke help me stop smoking people or get rid of the cigarette tax like one way to quit smoking actually if you remind yourself quit smoking does it make you one thing that really made me quit smoking is understand how much taxes went into the government with me smoking (laughs) i was like what they're getting how much i can't do this and that was one reason uh that i just decided to quit too it's just i don't know it it just feels better just to be able to breathe and not be dependent on something something that i that i was convinced that i needed when i really didn't so epic i went through the same thing with marijuana i thought i couldn't be sociable with it without it I was in like 2007. I was, I thought, oh, this is making me likable. And that just set me on a downward spiral. It was me that was likable. That stuff was just there. So, Serge, I'm only able to see the recent Super Chats. Can you go into the back and get the earlier ones? I got another one here by John McGee saying, Breaking, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardin announced resignation. Good. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, That's the news that was breaking during this podcast. And she was an awful leader that implemented a lot of the World Economic Forum policies and essentially destroyed any form of freedom and liberty in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And she was facing a lot of people opposing her and her popularity went down because of just how absolutely horrible she was to her people. So good, good riddance, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Serge? Yeah, I got one here from Ian. Uh, ask Rogan about how he saved my life by contacting 911 from another state. Went by casual libtard, I believe. Yeah, that, that was in 2017. He yep. was on a live stream and he had a seizure. And oh, wow. uh, he, I think there's like 10 people watching and then a bunch of people were DMing me like, dude, Ian, like he, he, dis- he just dropped. Like what? 
And I wow. was like, oh, I don't know. I've never met, you know, and, and then I checked his live stream and it was still going and, uh, we couldn't, and I was like, and I posted on my page. I was like, yo, does anyone know anything about Ian? And someone's like, I think he like lives in this town. And then we like looked it up and then we like sent cops to his wow. house and he, yeah. So and he ended wow. up being okay, but that's, that's a very, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. All right. I got another one really fast. Luke, what happened to your thumb, man? I was going to ask you the same question earlier. Uh, they uh, this person Flecka talks uh, as we know. Notice the bandage. You don't have to say if you're not comfortable if you don't want to. But um, I was moving, and then there was like broken glass, and I just like put my hand into something. That's a boring story. I know it's not fun. I was trying to think of a, of a cool one. <laughs> Shout out really Flecka's talks. Shout out Flecka's yeah. talks. One yeah, of my yeah, best yeah. friends. Awesome. His guy. thumbs just sore because he loaded three thousand rounds of nine millimeter over the weekend. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That should have been a better one. Got one here uh, from PJ. No, I oh, got another one by Semper, okay. Semper Ives. This one's you, better. He says, Ian, you've been rolling more 20s than usual. Did you change up your routine, diet, or anything? Do you, did you even lift with Luke, bro? Question mark. Now, uh, uh, Semper, don't encourage him. And number two, he has not been lifting, has not been working out with me, and has been declining my invites to do personal training with me. Correct. Uh, I have been working out, though. I've been at least 20 push-ups every day, if not 40. I haven't eclipsed 40 a day yet. And 20 then, push-ups a day. Yeah. Uh, that's that's bare minimum, just so that my body's ready to lift 30 or 40 pounds. Uh, I did yoga last night, lightly, but a lot of like those, got those blocks and doing those push-ups where you go way down and like stretch open your chest, eating a lot of meat, like doubling up on my protein intake, tripling up on my protein Are intake. Are you on that beef liver? I haven't taken any of that yet. All Epic bars right now. We got these incredible Epic bars. It's like bison meat with cranberry. I mean, it's just so pure. Yeah, and uh, so that that has definitely changed things up. Maybe it's building my confidence. Thank you for noticing. Keep in mind, Ian. I do have this note here saying Ian builds muscle as one of your goals. This so it's year. happening, man. Right. It happens slowly and then all at once. <laughs> I believe, you, man. Here's one from PJ. It says Tim, can you get Annie Jacobson on to talk about her book First Platoon? Chilling stuff. Maybe I don't know what that is. We'll, we'll have to look into it. Annie Jacobson. I have another one here from Sevi Rose saying most banks did not have a uh, did not have gold to trade for cash after the Civil War. That's a myth, and you should investigate the history of central banks in this country a little closer, Rogan. That they didn't have enough gold. Uh, it says that most banks did not have gold to trade for cash, so that wasn't fungible directly. Well, that that I mean, that's what the Federal Bank people said that there wasn't enough yeah. gold, and the bank runs destabilized. But a lot of these destabilization events were actually, I believe, orchestrated to right. generate. Uh, enthusiasm and, and getting that pass. So uh, it's it's kind of, you know, oh, that's what history tells us. But as we've learned today, what is being said right in front of our faces is often not true. So, uh, you know, I agree to an extent, but uh, it's not always what it seems. 10 bucks stew has a $50 super chat saying, Tim, I don't think you're losing your voice. I think you are slowly channeling the energy of Alex Jones to become his new vessel. Soon, you'll be selling TimCast vitamins and ranting about the chemicals and the grip tape turning the skaters gay. Is that true, Tim? <laughs> we're, we're, making, we're turning the people into skaters. Yeah. Oh, it's even better. Yeah. yeah. Here's one from 10 Bucks Stew. Tim, oh, wait, you just read that. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I got another one by I uh, Kefka. says, Ian, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 air squats, and a 19-kilometer uh, run. 19? I've never run more than like two miles in a burst. Wait, Have is you? That, I, yeah. Is I, that like from the One Punch Man thing? Is that is that what you're referencing? I don't know if it's that is or not. It's like an animated. Dude, if I could get How to that. How much could you run in, uh, in a mile? Like, what's your time in a mile? 
I haven't I haven't timed it since like high school, and it was nine and a half minutes. I, I was so out of shape. I didn't. Well, you I go didn't, for a run. You want to go for a no, run? You no, son I, of a gun. He always denies. He did not. He doesn't want to. I, I, I keep running. I've been I've been very persistent. Haven't I? You have been. Yeah, and every actually, time I I'm see him in the kitchen, grateful. I'm like, Ian, we got to go. We got to do this. Let's go, dude. I, I want to make a deal with you. I'm gonna get ripped if you get more optimistic. I am optimistic. I'm very optimistic Hell yeah, in I'm homeschooling ripped. and the Second Amendment and That's people's liberties about. and freedoms and and humanity figuring out figuring out problems. Yeah, Luke has crop. been very pushy in a great way as a friend about me working out, and it's keeping it in the forefront of my mind. So thank you, Luke. I'll uh, I'll read this one here. Nicole says, "Have you asked Crowder to be on the show to clarify stop Big Con?" Yes. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Moving on. Bridget May Sadara says, Ian, thanks for representing our age group. I'm 48. You're always rolling 20s for me. Much love to you and your family. Take care. You too, Bridget. Much love to your family, man. Thanks. Hell yeah. You want to read that one? Yeah, I got one from Buy Bitcoin Daily, parentheses, Jake. Tim, Luke, you guys are missing the point. Crowder has been demonetized for years. Crowder would be in the default the moment he signed the contract. I brought that up too. I mentioned that he's been demonetized for oh. a long time. But it, it said, did it say demonetized or say ban- it said banned? Because um, he can still do ad reads. I think it said, I think it said if he was banned. banned. Yeah, that was yeah, the cause thing. He can make a video and then be like, hey, everybody, buy, you know. Harry's or not Harry's by uh, by whatever he's endorsing Jeremy's razors Jeremy's razors, Jeremy's razors. Oh, yeah, right. Harry's the bad one yeah yeah but he could just do that you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's interesting things about these contracts too you gotta understand the dirty games they play they'll be like you have to do, they'll say something like we're gonna give you you know a big marketing budget we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna help promote your show and you'll be like wow marketing budget right and they'll say yeah we're gonna put half a million dollars in marketing behind your show and you go okay, and see, I'm good at business. I'm not, you know, I'm not the best at business, but I'm just, not, I'm just not bad. And so I go, and where does that, where does that money go? And then they'll say something like, "Oh, well, there's stipulations. It's not a marketing budget, you know, for like any kind of marketing. What these companies will do is they'll find ways to like create value marketing, you know, that's not, you know, like." It's it's the, the the true value of something is 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 vague. So they can be like, we'll give you a half a million dollars worth of X, and then they'll just say like, oh, Ian, this water bottle's worth a hundred dollars. So like a targeted ad read, they'll be like, oh, it's worth thirty five dollars for a thousand views. They'll also to- pay themselves. Exactly. Uh, we charge a yeah. $100,000 marketing fee for internal fees. Uh, here's our expenses. Yep. And they'll probably, when it comes to marketing, they recoup it first. Or they'll have, some of these companies will have like, the guy owns 10 companies. And they'll say, oh, as part of the marketing fee, we're hiring, you know, uh, super marketing for $100,000 a year to, to figure out a plan and, and, and strategize. And you're like, uh, but the CEO owns that company. Hollywood is matter. dirty. Entertainment is little less dirty, but pretty Slightly dirty. Less. You absolutely need a very good lawyer, not just a lawyer. You need a top lawyer if you're going to be doing you'll, a serious money deal. You'll be like, oh, wow, half a million dollars in marketing. And you're thinking to yourself, I can get a commercial on Fox News. I can get a commercial in the New York, an ad in the New York Times. I'll get a billboard in Times Square. And they're thinking to themselves, we're going to find a D-list celebrity. We're going to offer him the equivalent of $100,000 to do a shout out. But what he'll get in exchange from us isn't a hundred grand. It'll be a hundred thousand dollars worth of our time for consulting, yeah, our crypto mm-hmm. token, or maybe a commercial so, on our network. So they'll be like, "Oh, this guy charges a hundred grand per shout out." So now your bar, your budget's down to four hundred. Yep. Then they go to him and say, "Okay, now we're now we oh, you're on the hook for this 
here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you 20 hours of our consulting. So it's just like, it's all paper money. They're like, Elon Musk lost more money than anyone else in the history of the planet. No, he didn't. No, that money didn't like exist. That. It was imaginary. That's the people don't get <laughs> yeah. it. There was no money there. It's text box. <laughs> we got a five dollar super chat from Alex who says, "If Luke leaves, I'm canceling my We Are Change membership." Really, bro? You gotta do me like that. You're taking you're you're taking food out of Atlas's mouth. Okay, what is my co-host going to do? How is my co-host going to eat? And and you gotta support your 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 humble poor T-shirt vendor. Okay, if you don't support it, where who where else are we gonna get the T-shirts? So do you do you still shoot out of your RV when yeah. you're in Florida? Do you ever go outside well, it depends. in the sun? And- yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, that's like one of the reasons, you know, the beach, the sun, the environment, the people there. It's amazing. But uh, Atlas is always behind me when I shoot my videos. So she's my co-host. She's awesome. Feed the beast. Yeah. I can't see any of the older super chats. I know. I, I can't either. The Surge is a gatekeeper hey, here. I'm not gatekeeping. You're you guys, gatekeeping. You guys are talking so much that I can get away. Chime up. We're trying to get rid of the dead air here. Come on. Oh, that's not my fault. I'm trying to I'm trying to switch and read these old chats and do this. Come on. Do me wrong. Right now, everyone, David, David Tarantanto, he says, Toronto? Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. Crowder doesn't have to sign it. DW is a business. They want a profit. It's effing life. I hope Crowder, Crowder stays solo, but it's a business. I think that's a lot of people don't realize. That, it is a business. That's important. They offer a, a the big ask. They give him a really huge lopsided contract. He comes back with a low ask and being like, no, 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 put it there. Then they find their way into a middle. I mean, that's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another one here from Epstein Robeco, which I really just wanted to read because that's hilarious. <laughs> great, great, great so I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a hat right now that says that. Uh, oh, man. I want to. Does that Epstein company exist? Can we make a rope company called Epstein Rope Company? <laughs> we, we should. That'd be hilarious. Um, it just it just breaks, doesn't work. Every time we try to use it, it just collapses. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Epstein Rope Co said you have dc drano here and you're wasting our time talking about contracts i don't think we're wasting our time what do you think it was a big crowd yeah uh, you know we brought out my hollywood expertise yeah. there but <laughs> yeah. uh listen it's 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 an honor to be here and i'm happy to provide that part of me uh you know everything else i do is you know, i post it out there so people yeah. know we, we also have an after show as well guys so if you want to see the after show we don't have to be censored and be on the youtube under youtube's whip you can see us talk about more uh more cool stuff. There you go. Uh, we have another one too from Kevin Brady. Crowder has missed a ton of time in the past uh, from this from his show. I don't think it's out of touch to say that they factored the penalty in to incentivize to incentivize doing the show consistently. But he had like medical reasons, you know. Yeah, like, right. he had heart. Like, yeah, yeah, heart surgery or something. Yeah, That's you know, a big I, reason. Yeah, but I guess here's the problem with these contracts: you can't expect the Daily Wire to pay a, for a show that can't be produced. But the Daily Wire shouldn't expect to buy a show if they can't assume those risks. Like, if I hire someone to work for Timcast and they get sick and they're like, I can't work, it's like, okay, well, I, I can't, I don't stop paying them. Yeah. You it's happened I mean? to me. I was sick a bunch in like what, a month or so ago. You know, we here at Timcast have, un- have unlimited sick time and unlimited vacation time because we're one of those, one of those hippie communist companies everyone <laughs> makes fun of where the, the, the woman walks in like, here's my wine dispenser. And like, we got an espresso machine downstairs. And did like, you, did you see it. Sam Hyde's video making fun of that yesterday? <laughs> it was great. It was yeah, so it was awesome. funny. One of the funniest. Yeah. Here's a good one from um, Marquette Ashamed. I hope I pronounced that right, Marquette. Uh, Ian, what's your opinion on the Wizards of the Coast draft of the open game license 1.1? Great question. It is abhorrent that they're trying to take control <laughs> retroactively of, of people's content that they had already signed under Open Gaming License 1.0, saying that they had the right to own it. So what Wizards is doing, owner of Dungeons & Dragons, is saying, we're going to change our Open Game License that said anyone can use D&D rule sets, create their own versions, sell it, monetize it, create companies. We're going to change that retroactively and now say you owe us a percentage of your work. 
Crosslands will be open source. Gotta be. Tabletop, RPG, and card game. Hell yeah. So, but there's been a lot of pushback in the Dungeons and Dragons community against this OpenGL license 1.1. It may not happen. They were but fishing. How, it out. How, how do we do that? How, how can we make an open source card game and, and tabletop RPG? I'd have to, we would open source the rule set. Right. And then, but there, there'd still have to be like a vote every, what, six months on like updates. Well, what you could do is make it like free soft, free license code so that anyone could use it and cha- make changes, but all the changes are also free so that anything that ever iteration of it gets used will also be available and, for a community. And then one might be like one version might become really popular. Everyone yeah. wants to play, but there could be side versions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We should do something like that. That'd be cool. The, the card game, I think open sourcing is the way to go instead of us trying. The, the, I love magic. The gathering It's just a fun game, but boy, did they just, just beat that game to death. Also wizards of the coast, same right. company. So I'm like, can we make a, a strategy card game? That's just open source. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know how that would work because it would be just the art would you could plug in your own art and card names, but it would still be if the stats. The, um, the, the, so it could be that the rules and the structure of the game is open source, but the actual cards will be made by like a specific committee. So like to construct the game, everybody, we just get a big community of people and they all pitch the ideas. And then we and then we have this huge network of open source individuals play testing and and hypoth- you know theorizing. Then what we do is. A certain group of individuals, the core base, which is a little bit elitist, ultimately decide on the cards themselves, offer them up to the community for comment and game testing, and then the cards are free to print, and then we, we could maybe even like sell them as like, I don't know, I don't know if you'd be able to do it as a non-profit, but I would, I would be interested in selling the cards not to make a profit, just to produce. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to pay for the printing, but like, and there's got to be some kind of standard to it, but uh, secondary market would cover costs on a lot of things. How could we do it? That'd be fun. be interesting. If you guys have ideas, uh, tweet them or message me at Minds. I know that we could... I started working on a rules base with like, instead of strength, intelligence, and dexterity, I've got like uh, aim, uh, speed. You know, I have different skill stats and those things could be open sourced if I could build out like you roll a D10. If you have five speed, then you get five D10 when you roll. That's kind of White Wolf style. I, I know you love your rules, Ian. I am. I'm a uh, big I'm gonna, statist. We're going to grab one more here. This is from Caper2X says, Tim, are free eggs part of your employees' benefits package? The world wonders. The answer is yes. In fact, we have like consistently 100 eggs on the counter. And so I'll walk in one day and be like, guys, take the eggs. Yeah. Take 18. Just grab a carton and go home with it. Go eat them. I take advantage of it. I, I at least have like two eggs a day. Do you ever eat them That's raw? amazing. Or do you ever eat them raw? You guys ever eat them, crack them, and just drink? I haven't done that. No, I scramble them and splash a little vinegar in the pan and flip around like Andrew Grew told me to do. Yeah. The chef. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Become a member at TimCast.com because you're supporting our work. You're helping me get sick time, even though I'm still working every day. I took the mornings off to try and rest my voice, and it's only possible because you guys are members. Um, and uh, your, the coffee shop stuff we're doing, the game ideas, everything we're trying to do, everything I believe in and everybody here is impacting culture. And so a lot of you may have heard us, you know, Ian and I talking about tabletop games and other nonsense. Look, Magic the Gathering is one of the most popular card games. It's the OG card game. Easiest way for you to understand it, if you're not familiar, is it's when you combine poker and chess. So it's a strategy, turn-based strategy, but you've also got that element of like, what's in his hand? What's what's he got? Has he got the card? He's going to beat me. And it was extremely popular. People who play it, they're not all like, you know, role-playing or anything. It's not like cosplay. It's like a strategy game. But they went woke. And they're getting woker. 
And this is really, really bad for, for culture. Same thing with D&D. And now they want to own people who make the content. It got bought. Wizards of the Coast got... Well, D&D got bought by Wizards of the Coast, then got bought by Hasbro. So it's like this corporate conglomeration is... BlackRock owns Hasbro. So now we've got these weird... You know, we want to make... I want it to be decentralized. I want it to be like skateboarding. Of course, there are skateboard companies, and you can buy their boards, but you can also make your own board, and you can skate. I want to make a game that can have a huge impact on culture. You go to, you go to card shops, and you're playing the game, but there is no centralized owner of the game. There's a game format. The rules, the elements of it are open source and available to everybody, and then the popular versions exist. And you know they can maybe, maybe it's like someone makes their own card set, and you can choose to accept it or canon or whatever. We got to figure that part out. But anyway, this is, this is what we're what we're doing. And if you believe in that, and you want to help us do things like impacting culture, making music, you know, being uh, impacting the skate community, building coffee shops, being a member helps. You can also uh, smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, and uh, you can follow us at Timcast IRL. You can follow us at Timcast DC Drano. You want to shout anything out? Just uh, I'm on I'm DC Drano on all the platforms and uh, well DC underscore Drano yeah DC underscore Drano you can follow me there what's your uh, Instagram again DC underscore Drano thank okay. you so much for coming on that was great really appreciate you my website is youtube.com forward slash we are change I did a video on there that's doing really well right now it is a deep dive on the World Economic Forum on Elon Musk and a lot of the other crazier stuff that's happening out there I got a big product launch coming soon that's going to be really funny and hilarious to stay tuned with that and everything that I do check out youtube.com forward slash we are change see you there uh, and I had a super chat here from or it wasn't a super chat it's just a from Schutz that says got to have a mud wizard in Crosslands. I kind of like that mud wizard. I'm going to write that down. Uh, any advice or in information or ideas you give me will be used at my sole discretion and will be owned by me and uh, or actually by Timcast. So keep that in mind. Everything's going to be open source. I have no interest in controlling or owning any kind of information in this state of my life. Um, Rogan, that was really awesome too. We did talk a lot about things that weren't you tonight but i really enjoy hanging out with you man hopefully we'll get to do this again and it's, i i have a feeling it won't be the last time but it's been awesome to finally meet you guys i have a lot of respect and admiration for what you're doing because like i was uh, saying before you know i speak to the the maga base i try to be a voice of the maga people but what the the audience that you guys are reaching is the most important because it grows this movement for freedom it's a big tent party and you know i'm not touching i'm not reaching people in the card games and the video games and the skate shops and the, you know so it's 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 a team effort to help save this country and i'm just uh damn proud of what y'all are doing so we we have to inspire young people and if a young person goes to a comic book shop today when i was a kid i'm 12 i go to a comic shop we were all when i was 12 we were all rollerblading and i would rollerblade to the comic book shop i turned 13 i'm skateboarding all of a sudden at the comic shop i'm watching dragon ball z I'm watching, uh, you know, Justice League, and those were the things that I, that inspired me when I was a little kid. Naruto and and thing and Goku and a lot of these anime uh, mangas and animes, whatever you call it, the plural. Um, this the, the character is always a like, it's always about someone underestimated who has to work really really hard. So uh, I'll give you I'll give you an example. Um, Black Clover is an anime. I stopped watching it, but I really like it. It's this world where everybody eventually gets a grimoire. Like, not everybody, but some people have magic and like a, a book will appear and like, whoa, and then the book has magic spells they can cast. This one kid desperately wants to be, you know, like a mage working for the king, but he has no magic powers. 
So instead, he works out until he becomes this extremely physically powerful dude. And then he's actually able to compete on a level with people who have magic. And then eventually he does get like negative magic or whatever, but he's just got a sword. And so what I really love about a show like that is that he's up against all these people who are either naturally talented or were gifted things or are prodigies. And then he's always had to work as hard as possible, but he ends up winning. That's the kind of message kids need to hear. Mm-hmm. This dude, like they show him like just doing pushups nonstop and they're like making fun of him. Like, haha, he has no magic. And then he like jumps so hard, he shatters the ground. And it's like, no one's going to give you magic. You have to do the work. That's why we have to make games. That's why we have to skate. That's why we have to make music. Because we don't want kids growing up watching shows where it's like, the world is owed to you. You can have whatever you want. You can even cut off your own genitals. And no, no, no. We want to tell people like the world is not just, the world is not fair. We have to work hard every day to bring that fairness, to bring justice. And if we're going to be superheroes, it's not because you're an X-Man and you turned 13 and got magic powers. It's because you did 100 push-ups every single day and you earned that. That's the message you got to give to kids. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. So um, you, do, did we mention... Uh, Serge oh, Dupre? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name exactly? Uh, Splurge. It's, it's, yeah, Splurge is my, is my legal Serge name, Splurge. actually. Yeah. Um, but my name is Serge. My, my name is pronounced Dupria. My internet name is dot com d-o-t-c-o-m i keep wanting to be like dupria engage <laughs> i love that name dupria hey thank you my my parents would be stoked to hear you say that uh surge.com i'm everywhere surge.com soundcloud instagram twitter i guess all this stuff i'm trying to be more of a troll and be more annoying on twitter i Care- feel, i understand twitter humor now careful though because t- in text they don't understand the context oh yes yeah uh too much sarcasm for for my own good but uh yeah follow me there uh i will be in the chat as always i'll be in the uh in the comments you say rather and uh yeah talk to you guys there thanks for hanging out everybody steven crowder will be on this show on monday so just for those that made it this far in the show and didn't dip earlier what? i will confirm you for told you them later. yeah 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 because yeah. I'm, I'm getting texts from the 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 crew and you know i'm talking to steven as well oh they want to announce uh, it well, I just asked him, I was like, is it, is it okay if I tell people you're going to be on the show? He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Steve will be here on Monday. Soon as we can get him in. Really excited. Uh, glad to, you know, I think it's going to be really, really awesome. He's got a lot he wants to say about this. Obviously, we've given our thoughts. We're more of the, the fence-sitting, you know, milquetoast fence-sitters on, on this regard. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Stephen's well invited to come. And then um, maybe we'll end up having Jeremy back because, I, I, I don't know, I, I like both these guys. So yeah. this will be interesting. Um, This should be fun. We're going to go to the members only section. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you all at TimCast.com. Cheers, guys.